The Xbox Era podcast is powered by you. And if you want to support us, you can do so via Patreon. Just head to patreon.com forward slash Xbox Era. And as a thank you for your support, you get cool stuff and we get to keep doing what we do. Now let's get into it. friends and welcome to episode 99 of the xbox era podcast i'm sticky mechanico and i'm joined as usual by special nick what's going on and in a wonderful crossover event um we have the underrated talent i i feel <laughs> you know the the gardeners team of yeah. mike Min- <laughs> mike minotti from, and uh games beat and jeff grubb how you doing Howdy. guys hi I'm doing. Yeah, we're doing pretty. Here. We're doing pretty good. Um, yeah, uh, doing good now that week's over. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Nick. Was doing? it a hard week? <laughs> oh, I was sick for most of it, and yeah, but I'm good now. But yeah, I don't know. My, my nose was getting big. We were yeah. both getting sick. He had he had Crohn's. I got a nose. It's all yeah, good. Jeff's <laughs> sickness was much funnier because it made him look yes. stupid. I made me look like. <laughs> clown or santa claus a lot of people said santa claus the one that hurt my feelings i didn't like what people were saying that so i took antibiotics and santa claus sickness is at is at bay now so i think we're doing good i'm I'm glad you're both feeling better and i have a feeling this episode is going to go off the rails many many times oh yeah finally have the flowers and the gardeners so now mike mike can understand the setup he can understand the hierarchy and how it all works it's good at the top right I There's need to know, hierarchy. Mike, are you offended by being referred to as a gardener in this way? No. Like like the, the special flowers need need us to water That's them right. and to care they for them. They need to bloom. The flowers bloom. <sighs> the gardeners no. tend to the flowers. You know, the, the Epcot Flower and Garden Festival is going on right now, so I have nothing but the utmost respect for gardeners. <laughs> we deserve that respect, Mike. We, we flowers it. are beautiful and, and attractive, yeah. and, and I agree. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. We, That's my total... You know we the boss baby the crowd. Guys like, oh, that gets boss baby vibes. I'm like that, but with Epcot. Everything I know in life I have to relate back to Epcot and somehow. That's my only God, frame that's of very reference true for like how you. the world yeah. works. Like oh, that's man. where I learned about countries and also science. So everything I know I learned from Epcot. And it's not it's not great. That's not how you should uh, you know did, things. You didn't so learn those things at school? <laughs> no. I probably tried. No, no, no. I was probably sitting there like singing the Animaniacs theme song in my head yeah. to myself for like you know ten hours ago. I could go home and play video games and be happy again. Yeah, it's a so, fair uh, way to pass the time. Mike being the, speaking, of Mike being the gardener here. Uh, I was uh, in bed uh, with the Steam Deck, and I'm like, "Ooh, I want to <laughs> play some Elden Ring." So I turn on the Steam Deck, and uh, you know, it gets all it's all on, and the batteries charge and stuff. And I'm like, I'm getting like snuggling in and i see an icon I'm like oh someone sent me a message on steam weird weird and i open it and it someone, someone just sent it and it was from mike minotti saying don't play elden ring we have the podcast in 10 minutes i'm like oh yeah oh yeah it's like i stopped playing elden ring and came right downstairs yeah. and here we are i'm like oh well yeah. thank you mike how'd yeah, you Jeff- know how'd you know this was happening Jeff was, what were you 20 minutes late to nintendogs this week yeah, something like that. That was just yeah. Now I wish I was playing Eldering then. That was just me just forgetting. I think I was doing other work. Like, like that's, I said, we, that's we both crappy. had a week. Jeff was very busy and overwhelmed. I was just sicky. But now it's great. Now we're here and we're happy. Yeah, now it's Saturday. We're ready to and, just kick back. Take it easy. 
and everyone's playing Elden Ring, and I feel kind of like, well, mm. I guess I'm the X- Xbox baby, right? I, I am not mm. playing Elden Ring because I've refused to let the FOMO get to wow. me. I've refused to let the marketing hype get to me because I know it's that real I'm good, bounced. though. Yeah, but I bounce it's off fun. these kind of games, <laughs> and, and then and then I see people playing it, going, "Oh, it's the most amazing experience!" And like even Jesse, our producer, who's hiding in the background here, you've all played it and you're all loving it, right? Yes. Should I? Should I'm I? I'm loving it more and more every time I play it. Every Same. time I play it's a little okay. bit more, I am loving it more and more. It is in incredible. Fact, you can watch. There's like the first video Jeff and I put up when the embargo came out because we didn't write the review We're gonna for Elden Ring. We had a freelancer now. did, so we made a video talking about our experiences after we both played for maybe eight hours or something like that and we were kind of like muted then we're like yeah it seems okay and then when the reviews came out from all the people who actually played it for 50 hours and more and we're like you know 97 like average we were like Mm. what we were kind of like almost indignant at first and then literally like that day i played for another five hours i was like oh man i really do get this oh this is this is fantastic yeah see i'm not there yet yeah i think i think you'll get there i think you'll get there i I do too i think Every time, like once you start going around another corner and another cool thing is just stand there looking and being the coolest friggin' thing you've ever seen and be like, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get to go in there and see what's going on. It's just, it's such a world. The the best analogy and uh, so like you know I know people hate the Breath of the Wild and I'm not so I won't say Breath of the Wild. It's <laughs> actually reminding me the most of the Legend of Zelda, the original Legend of Zelda. Just this world it plops you into you can go in any direction if you start going in the wrong direction the game's not going to tell you it's just going to kick your ass and if you go in another direction though you're probably going to find something that you are capable of handling and then one day you can go back to the, the that, that spot you were in and, and that's all that's all fun mm. but there's just so much in this world and I, I mean is a game being like so much just being this massive game it, it, do i equate that with being good usually not but here it's like it is so impressive. It is Anything so that impressive. seems like it's going to be interesting is interesting. And then yes. on top of that, there mm. are just all these nooks and crannies where it's like, oh, maybe you'll find a treasure chest and maybe you'll find this whole dungeon or boss or something huge. So, yeah, that's what's mm. fascinating about it. And also just the way the, the open world aspect works so well, just in that if you're stuck somewhere and it's like, I can't get any further than this, you can just go to one of a million other places for a yeah. while and just explore there. And you can always go back to where you were later. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Actually... I did. I did call it Souls of the Wild. Like, you know, <laughs> no. people aren't going to like fair. it, but uh, the, it is fair. It's, I like getting the map. I, I don't know. Point. Yes, right. I'm like, but, but I'm like an stuff. hour and a half fin, oh, and <laughs> I, I got out in. I'm still in Limgrave, and I got out into Limgrave, and and I saw that big knight on his horse, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to take him on because I'm just like this basic <laughs> bitch. Not, that and point. so then I just took a left turn at Albuquerque and went down into the into the swamp because I'm like, I'll dodge him through the swamp. And there's this giant fucking dragon down there. And I'm right. like, well, I'm not going to take this dragon on. And I just hightailed it out of there. So, now, if you, if you swerve a little bit to the right there, though, you'll like find a catacomb and find a treasure and it'll teleport you somewhere that you definitely, definitely should not be. Yeah. But it's like, <laughs> but everyone sort of has these experiences, even though they feel so impossible for everyone to have these experiences because it's so unique. Like, it's so hundred, it's so 360 degrees where it's like, you really can't mm. go anywhere at any time. Absolutely. And yet the, the world is definitely funneling you in these directions. And if you begin following the points of grace and stuff, you can get on the path, but... Uh, I would really highly recommend not doing that for the first <laughs> really long time. Right. Just let the world okay. sort of guide you. Go to the south a little bit. See if you could take on some stuff in the south. Not that dragon, but go past the dragon to the south. And you'll probably <laughs> start finding some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, do, do you think that it's done something? You know, I've seen some of the discussion on, on open world design, right? And I, 
uh, the reason I bounce off open world games is because often it's a giant map. It's littered with icons. Go here, tick, tick it off the list. Go to the next icon. Yada yada yada. And uh, I think the the Forza Horizon games for me have become progressively more of that. I've like fallen out of love with every one after two, where I've got less and less enthused by it. Um, but I've seen lots of praise for Elden Ring that it doesn't hold anyone's hand. It's just like, there you go. You're the you're the whatever you want to do and. Do you think there's an argument to be made that game design in a general way has kind of become too handholdy and this is kind of the proof in the pudding that actually if you if you build something really unique and interesting and you make your world less cookie cutter, people will just go out and explore. Do you think that's a fair comment? It seems like that, but I mean we had the same conversation last time when the Horizon for, uh, Zero Dawn came out, because that was such a map game, right? Like, look at the map, look at mm-hmm. the icons, then you get Breath of the Wild, and everyone was like, oh, wow, this is such a, you know, uh, pun on intended, breath of fresh air. Breath this of fresh air. Yeah, right? <laughs> and everyone's like, oh. But, you know, we did get a lot of games inspired by Breath of the Wild, but we still also got those map games, and now we see it here. Like, we still have Horizon Forbidden West, which is a good game, and now we have Elden Ring, which is much more and that discovery aspect of, of an open world mm. experience. So I think both are viable. Although, you know, what are the games that seem to be monumental successes? Probably yeah. Breath of the Wild, probably Elden Ring, and Horizon Zero Dawn is, is successful, and it's doing well. But is it, you know, one of those things that we're going to be talking about 20 years from now as being important? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, not everything has to be, but that's the difference. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I think that, like, there's definitely, like, a, uh, a player that comes to games and wants to check a list they want it that, that, that's fun for them the, the checking mm-hmm. stuff off a list mm-hmm. and having the game present the list very clearly to them is is very good and so i think sometimes i'm in that mood uh, definitely i've 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 put some time into assassin's creed games and had a really good yeah. time um and, and but but you know that is a definitely a blueprint that is very easy to follow going ahead and, and doing a game where it's like we are just going to let you define what your experience is going to be and and all of the sort of um the structure and the guidance and stuff is going to be way more abstract and therefore as a developer we have to think about it way harder it's actually way more difficult mm-hmm. to be like think about these organic ways of guiding players and, and and letting them know like some things are okay and and sometimes it's like well it's just going to be tough lessons the players are going to have to learn uh and i i don't know i, I i'm definitely in, a, in the camp right now where for me, this is like Elden Ring is the right direction, but that doesn't mean we, you know, we can't have a Horizon games. I just think that uh, mm-hmm. uh, these are going to be the kind of things that sort of define what gaming can be going for. This feels like a, a next step. This does feel yeah. like it's on that lineage of like we are now 10 years, whatever, removed from Skyrim and five years removed from uh, Breath of the Wild. This feels like what should have been happening. Like, OK, 10 years up to Skyrim, yeah, we'll get a game like right that. the right path. Right. And the big- here we are. The biggest difference between the two is, you know, there's a one there was a moment in Forbidden West where I was swimming under a cave. I was like, man, what's under this cave? This is exciting. I found this little nook. And the game literally had a message pop and said, you can't breathe long enough to go any further. Turn back. Right. And that's oh, just wow. so different from the experience that you can yeah. get from, you know, Breath of the mm. Wild or from mm. Elden Ring. And I think that's why those kind of games are exciting. And I think we are going to probably lean more in that direction. We'll see more examples like that going forward. Yeah, yeah, and yes, I know the video feed has uh, has gone a bit skew wiffy on uh, on Streamyard. I'll pop up, but is blame Jesse. He'll fix it in a minute. Oh uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, <laughs> I need it. I need it. Here we go. Um, I was going to say we got uh, now we've got some super chats, and we got one of them like three days early, and I think it was it's Jeremy G, who I think is from Jeff's Discord, 
And he literally yeah. just said three day early super chat. And that was it. That's all he put there. That's right. Um, what we bring. <laughs> um, Justin O'Brien, beef and cheddar plus fish and chips plus gyro and yogurt <laughs> equals shits, no giggles. I think that's gyros and yogurt, isn't it? Gyro. Dude, you're saying you're talking to yeah, a Greek guy. Who are you talking to? Trying here? to correct yeah. him on how to pronounce something wow. Greek. I just saw wow. gyros. You, gotta, you better tend your flower better than that. Wow. <laughs> very upset. Come on, mate. Don't, don't be correcting on, a mate. Greek on how to talk Greek. Come on. Uh, Georgie. Uh, Jeff slash Nick. News on Killer Instinct 2. SNK has unknown project. Them? Uh, I, I haven't heard anything new since yeah. God, a no, way I, back. I, I, right. I've heard, I've heard some rumors that I meant to like really follow up on and then i when i follow up everyone was like kind of like i don't think so now i can i don't remember what that rumor is so but might as well not repeat it but uh yeah i I think we're just you know like you heard like i was like oh yeah someone's trying to make this game like i've heard that too since you told me that originally all those months ago uh so yeah hopefully something soon but i i I also wouldn't expect them to like rush it out or anything we're probably still a ways away from getting killer instinct not at all it feels like all of Microsoft's games are always away. Yeah, I mean, we're away, doing away, the, the holding pattern with most of their stuff, right? Yeah, but it's we were getting closer to like someone once... asked us on our yeah, show just on Friday, Jeff. Like, when is when are we going to start getting those quarterly releases yeah. from Microsoft Game Studios? And you said next year, yeah. next year, next year, without a doubt. Mm. I mean, yeah. there's just too much yeah. stuff meant like ready to come for 2023, where it's like even if they delay half of those games they should still easily have a big game per quarter yeah yeah uh, this year this year they were never they were just never in a spot to have that this year like for a very long time this year was mm. going to be i am and we're talking you know first party so we're not talking stalker 2 which got delayed and who, who knows what's gonna happen with that because of the war in their country where they're making that game mm. um but it's it, like if we're talking first party it was gonna always gonna be forza and starfield and then redfall was the big the surprise like from last e3 it's like oh that's coming as well so it's those three games uh mm. and even those are probably gonna be stacked in the back half of the year so it's unlikely they were gonna have something in the first two quarters this year you know they'll find ways to spend some money to keep people uh excited with game pass and then they'll also do the other thing they always fall back on what does Microsoft love to do? Make announcements. And so they announced yeah, yeah. Their, yeah. their big thing where they were acquiring uh, Activision Blizzard and stuff <laughs> like that. And people are going to sort of be like, okay, we know big stuff is happening. So we're not going to panic about the $500 box I bought not getting used as much. Mm-hmm. And I'll find other uses for it. So, uh, but next year, it'll be a game a quarter. Wow. Yeah. Have you guys, did you tell me you guys played Kirby demo. Oh my God. Jeff, did oh, you play it yet? so good. I have not played it yet. Oh, you got to oh, play it before. Oh, about stre- oh it's so good. I, I'm, I'm so happy. about streaming it. Did you guys see my reaction when uh, when when they announced that? Because Jeff and I were watching that uh, Nintendo Direct live, and I've been I've been wanting a. 3D I saw the Mario Kirby Strikers game. reaction. That was great. That was it's very good. similar. <laughs> I wanted a 3D Kirby game for so long, and I'm so, like, this mm. is it. Like, this is just exactly a, a, a transition of Kirby to 3D, and it just all works really well. So it's good. all being done very smart. It's being done with some style. It's not just literally here's Kirby's Dreamland in 3D. They are like aesthetically and mechanically doing mm. some interesting things but it is still such such a kirby experience and it's it's fantastic oh, it's great i kept i kept jumping into the water because he has the floaty on when he mm-hmm. goes in the water so i just kept going in the water at the start and jumping out and watching all the water just come off him like he stays wet for a little bit and then dries out and oh Love wet so kirby. cool yeah that, shut up yeah. that's gross you but that's such another that. That, that also makes me think of I kind of thought of it as Astrobot before. It reminded me of, of those games. But I think Astrobot does the literal same thing when he jumps into the water. He has a floaty yeah, on, right? Yeah. Or a life yeah. preserver. Yeah. 
it was uh and my kids played it they, they can't wait now for the 25th um God, i can't wait uh it's yeah it's funny when i when i first saw the trailer for it i'm like oh kirby's odyssey but then after playing it and talking to more people they're like nah it's more like 3d world it is but kirby's version of that which yeah it, it makes more sense it is because it's it, they're, they're their own there's levels, levels right there's more thing. shorter levels and they're linear ish yeah. with hidden items inside of those areas yes you can take your time oh you mean like sackboy's big adventure uh, that's it my, is actually that's a lot point. like sackboy's big adventure yeah. to be honest yeah. Yeah. which is like 3d world i'm making a right, joke exactly there, that's... it's that <laughs> again it's that astrobot 3d world that style yeah. platform as opposed to like a mario odyssey or even a galaxy really Sorry, I, if oh, people inside so are going to see me Twitch, and that's because the Red Wings just scored. So sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so good, like just you know turning into a car, and then you turn into a traffic cone, and, and being uh, a traffic cone's fun. I didn't like. I I thought yeah. you would turn to a traffic cone and be like silly. It's like oh, this is mechanically interesting being this oh, traffic yeah. cone. You have There's to some break into the ground based and, around oh. this. Yeah, like you do like these pile driver moves, and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's so, so, so good. So excited. It's like literally the game I'm most anticipating this year. It's Kirby. Yeah. Me too at the moment. Or oh. alongside Klonoa. Klonoa oh, I'm as so well. happy about those. Yeah. Yes, I'm so happy about those. Back. Yeah, but I hope Outer so Ring good. enjoys its brief period of time being the highest rated <laughs> game of 2022 before Kirby comes out and gets <laughs> the first 100% Metacritic score. 100 is yeah. bold. Bold. Oh, Very bold. bold. I mean, Kirby bold, could do bold it. but real. I mean, have you heard <laughs> of mouthful mode? <laughs> yep. Um, I did see there was a community question on Elden Ring. I don't know if you wanted to. It was specifically directed at you, Nick. Before we move on from Elden Ring, I know there was a little Kirby tangent chucked in there. But uh, Cade uh, Forever. Oh says, yeah, Cade Forever. Yeah. Uh, I have some questions for the Aussie with the exceptional beard. Oh, I thought my beard was a bit plebby, but anyway, thanks for that. Uh, I saw on your Twitter feed you are giving Elden Ring a try. Number one, how are you liking the game thus far? Uh, two, have you begun molding yet? Melding? Molding? Yeah. Three, if you have begun molding, is that molding? Is that how I pronounce Yeah, it? that's what it is. It means you get. It means getting mad. All oh, right. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's what the cool kids say now. Please oh. explain in fine detail your horrible experiences being a presumed Souls Cherry Boy. Um, well, again, I'm not very far in. I'm, I'm only like an hour and a half or so in. And again, oh, it, yeah. it's in a bit of an adjustment because when you're playing so many open world checklist icon games, it's weird to suddenly be thrown into a game that gives you nothing. Um, yeah. yeah, so far it's okay. I haven't done what, a whole lot yet. What class did you pick? What class did you pick? Let's, let's, let's go through it. What, so I went Bandit. Oh. Bandit. Because mm, it looked okay. the coolest. So just, for, first, thing, what you should do is probably re-roll and not be bandit because if this is like <laughs> if this is you trying to get in this game. I'm, what I've heard is that that seems pretty challenging. You might want to try like Vanguard or something like or Vanguard. <laughs> is, what, or it's a vagabond, um, vagabond, vagabond. Vagabond seems to be what people will suggest the most for newer players. Uh, then yeah, a samurai is uh, a popular okay. choice too. Samurai is popular too. I, you know, you could you'll be fine you if you want to stay this character. But yeah, it's going to be more anything. painful at the start. And that's the thing with the Souls games is they do kind of have this reverse difficulty curve where the game is its hardest at the very beginning yeah, just yeah. because you're, you're, you're getting your bearings for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I'm just... I, yeah. Okay, I was going to say, like, I, I'm like trying to like, think of like, some like pointers for you because like, I'm like, I am getting into it now and I'm not like super advanced now. But, uh, you know, if, if, if you start exploring, 
don't feel like you have to take on any of the bosses yet. I would just keep exploring, and unless the world turns red, in which case turn around and go back because you've gone the wrong mm. direction for sure. Uh, mm. That's like a way, like super high. Yeah, don't high be, don't go area. to Bugland. We don't talk about Bugland. I mean, we don't. Say, yes, <laughs> don't. But don't go there. Um, and then, uh, uh, yeah, just keep exploring. Keep like having a good time doing that. And then I think. Uh, 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 like max out that area and then kind of see how you are doing with the normal enemies and if you feel like you're getting the hang of that stuff then maybe start going to market and stuff and see if you can uh but what did the rooms do Th those level you up okay so that's where we're at okay you, have you leveled up your character i don't think so i have not the menu okay, the so, menu is very so, unintuitive no, no, this, this is you you'll get the idea pretty quickly but okay so collect runes how many runes do you have did you die and lose a bunch of runes and now you're back at zero uh if, are if the you have, runes like the money Runes, runes is the money. currency for everything. It's everything. money and your experience points all in one. So when you're at a campfire, oh. when you're at a point of grace, it'll give you the option yeah. to level up. You will spend your runes on that. You know what? Just focus on that right now. Just yeah. get runes. Go find a good place to farm a little bit. Get some runes. Yeah. Level up. Start putting them in like three, maybe four different stats, but probably three stats. You focus do have on three to stats. unlock the ability and level up by going to that one campfire after that one camp. So you might... If you haven't been to that grace yet, you might need to do that one. Uh, like if you follow that critical path, there's like that. Yeah, enemy follow camp. the follow the gold string. And if you of met light. the girl with like the the scar eye, I've, I've gone. I've gone to the. If it was a cutscene, he skipped it. <laughs> I've gone to the dude that let me craft. I yes. found him in so that broken good. up. That's good. Little mini yeah. castle thing. If you keep going Is north it... from there ish to yeah. follow that road, there's like an enemy camp. And then when you go past the enemy camp, and then right to the left, there's another site of grace. And that's the one where you talk to oh. the woman and you unlock the ability to level up with your room. I just got to that enemy camp that I think you're talking about, mm -hmm. and I've already died a couple of times. It's hard. So it don't, keep... well, yeah, the first time, don't be don't be too ashamed. Just kind of skirting around it to the left and getting to that site of grace. Yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. You can run to the site of graces really first. People. If you see a site of grace, just run past enemies, uh, unlock okay. it, because then you could fast travel to them and stuff like that. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, don't, don't right. like this game. Like this game is it's it's tough and it's not a checklist game. It's not a map game, but it's still okay. pretty friendly. Uh, where it's like you, it, you know, fast travel is free and available right away. It's like they don't like hold that stuff back and uh and and exploring the world like it's not going to punish you if you do just like kind of like go out there and you can you can um uh, upgrade your character a ton. So that if you are okay. facing okay. a hard a hard boss or you are having a hard time. Just get over leveled, get overpowered, and you'll have you'll be fine. It, to be clear, where that you are at, so at the game right now, I wasn't super into it either. There, I also found out later Same. that there is like a secret tutorial, like right from the where you start. Yeah, that very first I'm, grade. I'm if you go, I got that. I went into that tutorial. I yeah, just I, jumped I, down. Like I the ghost like, dude is like, day. "Why don't you jump down there?" I'm like, "Okay." So I just jumped down, and all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm taking out these zombies and stuff that were down there in that tutorial. Part. Right, I that's thought right. I was like, yeah, "Oh, that's the tutorial." Cool down here. I'm like, "Oh, there's a tutorial. I should have done." Yeah, first. yeah. <laughs> I did that. It was like the first thing I did. I'm still trying to resist the FOMO here. You guys are making it sound interesting. It's it's interesting, and it's a zeitgeist, I, and who I, doesn't like zeitgeist? Oh, me. Listen, I, uh, that is <laughs> a huge part of like. Listen, this is when the FOMO is actually. A big like part of it it's it's doing the game a lot of favors for me where the conversations people are having where like i don't like even if like you go to google like i need a guide on how to do this thing half the guides i've read are like uh okay i don't know if this caused this to happen and i don't know if this caused this to happen this lady she was here and now she's not there anymore and i don't know what caused that yeah, and it's, it's a joint like, discovery like being, 
being part of that discovery has been a lot of fun and everyone's sort of in the same place with it and kind of, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. Eventually the game is going to be documented to the point where it's not going to be like that anymore. It'll be a different game at that point and that's fine. People could still play it that way and have a good time, but mm. I, I don't know. I, I, I would have a hard time imagining going through this year, not playing this game sort of alongside everybody. I think it's probably worth giving it a shot. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Maybe. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Um, We've got a couple more super chats, Nick, as well. Do you want to we tackle do. them? Uh, Joaquin Branch. Fellow Maidenless Tarnished. With 2K making Lego games now and with the Lord of the Rings license up for sale, what does the future of WB games look like? Mm. Jeff doesn't know. Jeff, you get asked about WB games a ton on like Grub Snacks and, and whatnot. Yeah. And it's so hard to see what's going on. There. And it's weird. Like people have been expecting them to get acquired even before all this acquisition craze yeah. happened, mm, right? Yeah. It's been like people keep waiting for that shoe to drop and it's been so long and it hasn't dropped yet. A uh, part of me is like, I guess it's just not happening. Did, did, yeah, I, mean, I still suspect it, it might at some point. Yeah. Did the Discovery just, merger finish? Like the, where they yet. were selling it to the other bit? Is that done now? Not yet. Yeah, right. they're still, and, they're, and they're still, yeah, there's still going to be fallout for that even once that does like solidify. They'll still be like, yeah, we still want to get some stuff off our books or whatever. Um. The, the, the stuff with WB never really made a lot of sense because, you know, you're buying a lot of studios without the IP. And that's it's difficult because now you're yeah. just buying a lot of costs and you're not. And, and talent is important. Absolutely. Especially in, in uh, right now, it's hard to come across talent. But there's like you acquire that stuff and you're going to, have to pay a lot of money to retain talent. And we've seen with the, the Bungie thing, like that's always part of a deal, paying money to retain talent, and keep people around. That was a premium mm. price just for that with the Bungie yeah. deal. And, and it's like, is that worth it for this without the IPs? Now we have to go spend money to acquire IPs or they have to have them all work on new IPs or work on some of our stuff. And so we're sort of resetting everything. It's just a lot of headaches that I don't think mm. uh, even Microsoft would want to deal with. Um, but yeah. that does like, so what's their future if it's not being acquired, right? Well, I, I mean, I think that they are just going to kind of keep operating as they have been for the most part. And, mm. uh, and hopefully, I mean, they got a couple of games coming out real soon. They'll, they'll see how they do, how those do. And then I would expect most of those studios to begin working on their next games. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I saw some Gotham Knights playtest thing leak on steam i read about earlier today yeah. i'm not sure but hopefully that's coming soon mm. Faisal. Got... yeah go one more have a wonderful show magnificent minotti grub the great super sicker mechanico and nick that's all i get <laughs> i've always liked <laughs> that's him. all i get I've always liked him he's a nice guy <laughs> <laughs> um, there's one more from supernova as well on the supernova steam yeah yep after the release of the Steam Deck and the content it will offer from an awesome third-party library with Sony and Microsoft games, do you think Nintendo is already facing a risk to portable market share? Nah. Probably not. No. Uh, Probably the, not. Nintendo could still offer ease of access. You can still yeah. pick up and that mm. Switch and start playing something immediately, and that's always yep. going to be appealing to people. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's just like... We've been through this dance so many times. The Game Boy, the yeah, the, the, the DS, you know, for, you know, facing off the Game Gear or whatever, the you know, the PlayStation Portable, PlayStation Vita. Um, yeah. When you have Pokemon, you are sort of insulated against any <laughs> sort of other competitor <laughs> in the in the handheld space. You know, you're gonna you have money and you want to buy something for a kid. You're gonna get them the two hundred dollar place or Switch Lite and a, a copy mm -hmm. of Pokemon, and you're, you're like, yeah, Steam Deck, it's cool. 
there are going to be kids out there that'll be like, I want that, but it's going to be the same kids out there that wanted Game Gears, and it's not like it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to be a slightly different audience. And then that doesn't mean that Steam Deck is in trouble. It's going to carve out its own niche here, and that's that. It'll be it's, fine. It's pretty incredible yeah. how much better Nintendo is at sort of taking advantage of its own IP, even compared to six years ago, right? Yeah, uh, like it seems like too many Pokemon games are on Switch, but they made sure there are Pokemon games on Switch. Were there any Pokemon games on the Wii U? I, I can't even uh, think of any. Uh, a tournament, tournament. We'll yeah, right. Yeah, Pokemon. 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 You're right. Yeah. I think that's like the only one, right? Which isn't like yeah, you yeah. know, a super big deal. So uh, yeah. they're so good at that IP, and that matters so much to them that that is also just going to keep them healthy. Mm. So. Um, in, in other news this week, uh, 343 kind of gave uh, a roadmap for Halo Infinite. A sort of one. Which, a sort of one. <laughs> um, and they've been under fire for the last couple of weeks, right? Even from, I guess, hardcore YouTube Halo content creators, etc., etc., about the lack of content. Anecdotally, you know, friends of mine are like, yeah, the game's great, but I'm kind of bored of all the maps and bored of all the modes. You know, I'm bored of grinding for a emblem that i don't like and will never wear what are, when are they going to announce stuff and then the announcements come right so we've got three game types and two maps one btb one arena in may, mm. may. god may it is and I, you know i think for a while both jeff and i because we both really like this game and we were surprised oh, how much we liked infinite because we were not halo guys mm. we weren't at all and we really got into it we played a ton of it online we played with each other we played with our community and I am pretty shocked how big of a gap there is between, you know, mm. the launch and substantial con uh, content updates. And I yeah. understand part of that is the price to pay for kind of going in and, and course correcting on some things early on that were criticized, lack, like the lack of game modes and, and the microtransactions and things like that. And also, and, you know, it's if we all thought that that early launch was so brilliant. And now part of me is like, man, how brilliant was that actually? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Like, it, and, and it, uh, live service games they all have they all have growing pains but this one is like especially mm. uh pronounced where it just feels like there's um very little happening with it at all and, and then we get the, the updates and they feel like they are not answering a lot of the concerns most people had but mm. still this does feel in line with what a lot of of games like this deal with early on uh so i'm always hesitant to be like declare declare any like one way or the other in terms of like yeah. oh, okay this is what it's going to be like forever with this game because in six months People are going to be like, are going to get content, and they're going to look back and like, oh yeah, I remember when it was bad. It's it's fine now, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's we're at high tide as opposed to like where we're at right now, which is, is low tide in terms of content, and yeah, and that's that's how it waxes and wanes with these sorts of things. And, but you know, they still need to be called out for this because this does seem a bit. This seems like a, there was a lack of foresight, a lack of planning, and a lack of 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 uh, sort of putting resources into where they needed to be to ensure that players were going to sort of have something to do. Uh, that was other than what they were doing on the day the game launched. Yeah, I, I've had mm. friends kind of be like, just just tell them to drop a couple of maps. How hard is it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, they've got to have them ready. I'm like, I, I don't know. And, you know, I, I think Forge is a big one of that. And, and that's, you know, I know lots of people are looking forward to that in terms of the player-made content side of things. But, I mean, that's, that's season three at that point. I think it's probably going to be something, you know, that they'll have a big beat for. Um, I can't talk too much about it. You know, will, will there be player-made maps eventually? Yeah, it's, yeah but it's... I mean, do we really even do we really believe that like Forge is just a couple of months away, like right now? Because no, no, it's season three, so that's August mm. in theory. I guess August or September. Right. Or I mean, like, drops. 
you know, and, and I mean, I've had unconfirmed things where I've heard like, oh, yeah, they haven't even like started testing that with employees internally and stuff like that. I'm like, I can't confirm that. But that sounds right just based on the way that they're talking about it. So well, uh, I'm allowed to talk about working on Forge. So like I can tell you that it exists and I can tell you right. that I can yeah. use it. Um, I can, I'm, I'm, I'm using it right now, but I can't okay, much more than that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say much more than that. But yeah, I, as a Halo fan. I'm frustrated too. I kind of want more. Like I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're seeing game types that sh should have been there in my head, like King of the Hill, and you know we've got this new Last Man Standing game type and things like that. I'm glad they are coming, but you know the the fun of Halo, particularly from a community aspect, is when you know Infection arrives because the community made that game type. Griffball arrived. Yeah. I don't like Griffball, but it arrived because the community did it. And without the tools, that extra bounce of look at this cool thing i made you remember in halo 5 when they welded the uh griddles to the fright to the frying pan and they were flipping warthogs that were giant pancakes? Oh, yeah i do remember that. <laughs> that's the stuff that the game is missing for me right now and those custom nights where you get on and play the silly warthog sumo games and things like that and i i want that yeah. moment to arrive a lot sooner but it is what it I'll is say it, it's it's still been uh very fun for me and i think our community because we're tuning into the game once a week at most and it's yeah. with it's it is with yeah. a bunch of uh custom games and I, but but it is start that even that is beginning to sort of wear thin right but I, and i hate that i am like this but once i did finish the season pass once i got to 100 i did kind of stop playing regularly like mm. i was for a bit right with yeah. kind of you know, like my smaller crew like me and my brothers and a couple friends it was like well all right we, we're, we're there now I guess maybe we could take a little bit of a break until the next thing comes out and yeah. i guess i didn't realize that was going to be three or four months yeah i think that's the that's the funniest thing for me looking back is the screaming of yes oh, why is this taking so long and they were like okay we'll speed it up and everyone's like oh, i'm bored now right exactly <laughs> and i guess and i know i'm sure that's frustrating for them but like both things are can be true right yeah where like the progression mm -hmm. doesn't feel satisfying because you know number doesn't go up and we like when number goes up but then also <laughs> well now that that's done what's next yeah exactly exactly because now yeah, there's so no that's... more number to go up Exactly. I'm just watching the XP do nothing. I'm mm -hmm. earning it all, mm -hmm. and yeah. I mean, even yeah, this week, I yeah, we did, we did, uh, we did the Fiesta ones, and then I've I've come in, I've logged in, logged in Tuesday, saw the new challenges wall, and I was just like, ah, I just hmm. haven't played this week yet. Um, might play some tomorrow, maybe. We'll see. Um, in other news, uh, Resident Evil 2, 3, and 7 got a next-gen upgrade on the way. Yes. Uh, for the, I, I presume oh, this is for the Xbox and the PS5. PS5, yeah, 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 for both. So is this uh, is this, is this going to be worth revisiting the games just for the extra bells and whistles, really? I think for Resident yes. Evil 2, absolutely. Especially because that yep. game has two campaigns. I bet there's a lot of people yeah. who maybe played one and not the other. So what a fantastic mm. excuse to revisit it, right? Mm. Very Ooh, pretty. Yeah. It, it was, was pretty on pretty. Xbox One. That was one yeah. of the best looking games yeah, of last generation. Gorgeous. So imagine what it will look like now. Crazy. Ho hopefully they put some decent effort into it. And now it gives me an excuse to go back to 7 as well. Which, again, was already a really good looking game that ran at 60. So I could never do 7. 7 seemed too scary for me. I had to play is, the VR version scary. at E3 that one time. And the Capcom PR <laughs> people basically had to hold my hand. Because I was so <laughs> terrified. I can't handle it. I yeah, Resident oh, Evil Two at the at that E three. It was like the they had like the scary dark maze thing. Like you want right. to go through our spooky maze? Here's a flashlight. And I just laughed at their faces. I was like, no, <laughs> I don't want to do that. And they're like, oh come. On. I was like, no. Oh, <laughs> Demo room. 
yeah i can't i can't do horror games mike i'm with you i'm just like right i'm a i'm a scary cat i had to do a resident evil 8 reviews because no one else was available i was like oh god is this this gonna be terrifying like one out of ten it sucks i did actually (laughs) like it a lot and uh i'm glad it wasn't quite as like saw ish as resident evil 7 it had Mm. its terrifying moments especially the uh what the dollhouse but it, it was good i liked i think Again, I haven't played seven. I actually watched a playthrough of it before eight, just for context. And I was like, oh yeah, I could have wonder if handled this very well. But, what was uh, what one had the? Was it the recent one? Was it eight that had the giant crawling baby? That was eight. Thing? That was in the dollhouse. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah, that was definitely the scariest thing I probably played in a video yeah, game. It was, it was pretty horrific. <laughs> I mean, I, I I've told this story on this podcast before. I'm the kind of horror fan. Like, I love I love the Aliens universe. You know, like I grew up on those movies, and and I bought Alien Isolation. I was like, oh wow, they've recreated everything. Oh, this is great. This is great. You know, the Alien appeared, and I just reached across, turned the console off, and I've never booted the game. Yeah, Isolation sim without the Alien. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm the opposite. I'm actually better with it in video games. Like in video games, I can do it. In movies, I pretty much can't do it. I can watch Alien. That's like the high like the highest of my test probably because it has all that nice sci-fi stuff that kind of yeah. keeps me glued to it mm-hmm. but if it's like texas chainsaw massacre no thank you yeah yeah isolation I, 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 is so good though it, i mean it so looked good. incredible and the, the vr hack for it was like i was i was like so tempted but then i was like no i value the years i have left i just can't mm-hmm. can't bring myself to put myself through it it's too much it is too much mm. um what else happened this week a big game pass news drop um mm. and i'm really pleased about this one because again the most nibbled at me Damn. a little bit last year and i was like nope i'm gonna wait because square enix will probably put this on game pass and my wish was granted yes. guardians of the galaxy um definitely going to be playing that when that drops the, the funniest thing For is sure. we're seeing jeff's uh character arc is with his relationship to this game from yeah. announcement mm-hmm. to like it coming out playing it and then like months after he finished it from going like this is stupid it makes me mad too actually that was great <laughs> yeah, I, like at the last second, I decided to put it on our on our site top ten because I'm like, I, I like this a lot. I think <laughs> the, you know the story. The story is very good, and it's it's very well done. And the characters all have a, a point of view. And the, yeah, they talk too much, but uh, they talk too much so from their you, specific. Jeff. Yeah, exactly. So who am I to judge? <laughs> and and I, 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 I don't know. I just it stuck with me, and I think that the um. The, the 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 themes the game explores are really well done, and it's 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 like you know. Uh, oh, religion can uh, can can hurt people sometimes, and we've we've had that a million times. But I thought they did a really good job with it, and they did it in ways that I didn't super expect. And uh, and then it's also just kind of it's a fun sort of Final Fantasy VII light combat uh, that is it, overall it's a good time. It's going to be a mm. huge hit in Game Pass, is what it's going to be. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. I'm definitely I'm looking, looking forward, forward to it. To for sure. Mm. I, uh, I I was similar. Like when I saw the initial trailer, I was like, "Who's this for? This looks so." like it didn't look great i had zero interest and it kind of was a sleeper hit right everyone was like actually really good game so Mm. very very pleased to see that and disappointing sales so here we are it's in game pass like not not a big surprise Square Enix yeah. disappointed with their Western Studio sales. Yeah. Well, don't worry, they got yeah. that Babylon's fall now. That's going to get them back into the red. <laughs> Six hundred <laughs> simultaneous players on Steam. Not bad. How, not bad. How, how lucky are they that they have Final Fantasy fourteen right now to just bring in that right, incredible God. revenue yeah. stream? Wow. If they didn't, like, I, I wonder what that company would look like. It would be. It could be rough. Pretty bad. It could be a lot rougher. Get man. in trouble. Yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. So Sony, Sony could acquire them, right? Like. It could. 
It, yeah, Probably. maybe that would have happened if like Final Fantasy fourteen never got a Realm Reborn. Maybe that would have already happened. Maybe it would have yeah. been like <laughs> they would have found found it at the Walmart bargain bin. Like, mm-hmm. oh, the rights to Square Enix. <laughs> on the way out of the story, the little yeah, the, you see the little thing in the corner, like right. ooh, discounts. Right, it was yeah. next to like those those Disney rip up movies. Right, it's like yeah. Aladdin, but like it's not the oh, real one. Mm-hmm. So look, a, we... um, go on. There's then. a super chat from my brother here. Oh, cool. uh, a thank you to John for helping me with my Steam Deck. Hashtag I want my Steam Deck, John. He is more than welcome. Um, we'll mm. see. We'll see when when Steam actually ping me and say that it, it's coming, and then we'll figure can't out. Can't get it in Australia, so he didn't have a choice. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm dreading what the customs cost of shipping it. God and, only knows. Uh, it's going to be horrific. But if this yep. wants it, yeah, okay. Jeff was the to. opposite and helpful in helping me uh, get a Steam Deck early because <laughs> mm-hmm. he his pre-order was a Q1, and then they also sent him a review one. Instead of asking oh. me if I won the extra one, he just like gave it to I think someone ask, else. Someone asked me, and I gave him like, yeah, sure, you asked first, definitely. No it wasn't priority. Mike Minotti who asked. You should have been more on to... the ball. Not my fault. Wow. You need to withhold the watering can a bit here, Mike. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> no. Time, time back a little bit. Get the clippers out. <laughs> Chop his hair off a bit. Oh, that'd be good. Trim it. I'll just, um... Yeah, and I'll just glue it onto my head instead, and then I'll be the new <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Maybe it'll work. Um, I know you Disgusting. guys had a bit of a, a Kirby Nintendo tangent, so I'll let the Nintendogs and Nick, I guess you're an honorary one at this point, um, yeah. have a little bit of fun. Uh, I don't know this. I didn't read this, right? I'm just reading off the, the show notes here. Switch 2 leaked by NVIDIA hack. But guys, wasn't the OLED Switch the Switch 2 and everyone was wrong? I'll let you guys <laughs> take this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I think wow. it's um. Th- th- this seems inevitable that that you know, of course, Nvidia is working on something new. And this, the thing that's leaking here is the graphics API that is inside of Nvidia DLSS. So, um, mm. the reference there is it's it's called NVN2, and the first graphics API for the original Switch was NVN. So people are like, oh yeah, that's yeah. This, this is probably what it is. It makes a lot of sense. There's references that that suggest like the hardware is going to be based on some Ampere hardware. The same thing that like a a 3090 is based on. It's not going to be a 3090. It'll be a mobile version of that stuff, but. Still, mm. it's uh, it's it's exciting. Should be a, a pretty yes. big jump, and uh, they have plenty of time because this thing's probably not going to launch until twenty twenty four. You reckon? Early twenty twenty four is what I think. Not twenty. But... No, I, I'd be shocked if this came out in twenty twenty three. Yeah, really. I think they have a yes. I think they have enough momentum to take them past there. I mean, look, we I all thought know. that they had to have a pro a couple years ago because it was aging so much, right? Then they didn't, and sales have still been uh, fantastic. Yep, and it's usually the best selling console. Each month, yeah. of course. Oh, but the Wii, chain. the Wii was the best selling all the whole six years. Yeah, but it was it's around too. That, well, no, that no, fell at, off. At the, off at the end, it fell off, end. and also software wasn't as high as it is on the Switch. Uh, yeah. where, where like once, especially with like right. digital stuff. That, I mean, they're expecting to sell twenty million Switch systems this year. They were not doing that at this point of the Wii. Um, and they, you know, they flat out said this is the mid, the middle of its of its life. I think they're trying to prepare investors for not getting it next year, but to start hearing about it next year, and then to get it. In, in early 2024 i think it, i think it's march 2024 i think that's when it launches yeah okay interesting because yeah. yep. nintendo has very religiously stuck to the five slash six years but yeah but now with their handhelds so, and the handhelds a little bit a little bit different so this is and this is the, the hybrid so like it could go either way mm. right uh it, it, it's yeah. um and I'll, and and you know yes well you're right they, they've done that with their consoles times have changed and it's changed for other companies and, and nintendo eventually was going to see like oh that's an option we should just kind of 
keep cashing switch checks while we can and and slowly get into the next generation without rushing we don't have to rush in there i mean it's a big reason why they did care about the five to six year cycle was because they used to care about coming out around the same time as playstation and xbox and then switch was a different case because they just had to come out to replace the wii u and Mm. you know since then do they care about waiting for the next playstation xbox anymore there's no No. way (laughs) i mean do you guys do you guys think the silicon the, you know the silicon shortage that is affecting playstation and, and and xbox so profusely into the start of this gen is another reason that that won't launch until 2024 ish well, I, th- I think they're definitely considering that i think they're looking at like getting things in place so that uh even if you know another reason comes ar- along that causes a silicon uh, shortage uh, i think they will be like okay well we knew that was going to be a possibility we've built in uh, yeah. uh sort of uh, alternatives to deal with that but um yeah, I, I think they want to wait and get on a little bit further on the other side of the supply chain issues, and uh, and they have that they have that leeway. They def- they definitely do, and then this also gives Nvidia time to really design a chip, a custom chip for them that is future proof and ready to go. And uh, and I don't mm. think they'll be if it's still Ampere at that point, like uh, you know, in early twenty twenty early twenty twenty four, that's going to be like last gen tech for Nvidia. That's still going to make a lot of sense for them to launch with that. So uh, yeah, I, I think they'll be happily they're going to happily wait and and take their time and just let the switch keep selling you know we're going to get the new generation of pokemon games later this year that thing's going to the thing the switch is easily going to swell sell at least 20 million units this year yeah probably it's going to find a way to sell 20 million again next year even as we start to hear about the switch 2 at that point um and that you know you kind of don't i feel like they are not going to try to launch a switch 2 when they are going to be selling 20 million systems through the next two years yeah this is a good point it's got to be backwards compatible right yes 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 yeah i have been told it it will be there'll be like some tech considerations with that because it's not exactly um uh it's not going to be the exact same architecture but it'll be close enough and they'll have all the tools built in and Mm. make it easy for devs and things should just run for the most part thank god yeah i don't know if you remember john we had a rumor mill a while back where i was had been told about the switch 2 or what might be the switch 2 and that yeah, either they were going to do an all digital version yeah or that the switch 2 will be all digital just wasn't a hundred percent clear on which oh god yeah i do remember that one that wasn't that was a while back I now think, i think that they will probably do an all digital version that is a little bit cheaper just like sony did i think that's that's what that's do. what i think i think it'll be they'll yeah. do a traditional physical version and then they'll do a digital version of it Right, the one you one you, the one you get for kids for, with for Pokemon, like here, we'll, we'll you know we'll go have a card and GameStop you could buy and mm-hmm. just get the digital download code and here's how you get Pokemon from now on and now you just can't resell them ever. Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean they they want that, but Nintendo's uh, while Nintendo does have a huge digital portion of its of its sales, um, it's not as big as as the other platforms where it's like yeah. in some countries Xbox is almost all digital in terms yeah. of like what it's selling to people. So it's full on, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Wow. I, I still think 2023 personally maybe late uh, 2023 I'll tell you what, if it comes out in 2023 i owe you a coke there you go. <laughs> okay there you go. he's so generous i drink coke i like coke good Does it coca-cola coca-cola to be clear Just yes to make yes. it clear i'm talking about I'm coca-cola, talking about coca-cola, coca-cola yeah. <laughs> virgin cola <laughs> Just make some go. cocaine people do that is that a thing like, <laughs> yeah sure, sure. Seltzer, but cocaine yeah. i don't know <laughs> oh god <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, now there's a community question that's kind of semi-linked to this, Nick, uh, from from Proven, yeah, who's one of the site staffs and a patron. Um, and I'm going to start this off with with the subject, and then I guess this kind of tangentially links to it in some form. 
it says in the show notes here, let's chat with Jeff about what he's heard regarding Fallout New Vegas 2. Oh. Let's chat with Jeff. Let's chat with you, Jeff. Yeah. What have you heard about this interesting thing that's going on? Yeah, so basically what I said, which is just that it's uh, in very early conversations. Like, people are now beginning to be willing to have that conversation internally, and it's about, hey, how do we make this happen? Well, let's talk to Obsidian. What does Obsidian think? And they're like, oh, we're, we're open to that. We're very busy right now, obviously. We've got a ton of stuff. Um, like, mm. when, when do you want this by? And they're like, well, the reason we're talking about this is because look at, look at Bethesda Game Studios. They're also very busy, and they're going to be after – they're already committed yeah. as well. So after Starfield, they're going to Elder Scrolls Six, and who knows how long that's going to take. Uh, we we want to make sure the Fallout's not getting neglected. Uh, does, does this make sense to you? And everyone, everyone involved seems to be like, yes we should do that and that's where mm. the conversation's at right now like yeah. I, and maybe there's other conversations happening about fallout somewhere else this is the one i've i've been a little bit privy to um but it's again just a conversation like that a conversation mm. is not game development it's very and far by, off but, and by new yeah. vegas too it doesn't necessarily mean the sequel like the direct sequel to new vegas, to new vegas probably not set right. in new vegas it just means obsidian is going to make a fallout again yeah. right and yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it would be like that would be the thing would be like obsidian is making a fallout mm. just like they made with new vegas so if you like that one a ton well they're making another one of those and maybe they decided to set it in new vegas or whatever be. but but uh chances are they would fall out reno they probably move it somewhere else. yeah <laughs> reno. there you go fallout atlantic <laughs> side story yes, yeah that'd be great actually oh man <laughs> i bought i bought a atari jaguar the one time i went to atlantic city what a strange thing to do yeah i got a jaguar too strange. god damn that was expensive yeah, big waste of money, it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> it I mean, was. It, Although it, I sold it for a lot of money too, though. To be I fair. did not do that. So it's just a sink for me. <laughs> it's just a stinkhole. No investment. No. But I mean, it's, it, I mean, to your point, Jeff, I mean, you know, I think we said that on the podcast as well. You know, quite rightly, Bethesda are making Starfield right now. And then, you know, that's taken five, six years of, of pre prod and then actual development. And then Starfield's probably in pre production. That's going to take another three, four years of development, right? And then, you know, do we want to wait to 2027, 2028 before a Fallout game even gets Man, started? It won't even come out till after Star Wars Eclipse at that rate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. for real. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, I, I, I think they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll make something happen here. I think they are. The, the bigger story is everyone involved wants to pay some attention to Fallout, get it, get it, find it at home. And um, if this doesn't pay off or whatever, this doesn't like turn it into anything real, something will still happen here to the point where they find someone to make a Fallout game. That seems to be the larger story I would do take we, away from Do this. we expect as long of a wait as it kind of took for Starfield as with Elder Scrolls Six, Or is some of the work done there, at least in terms of the some new of the engine? Work, right, some of the work mm. is done with the engine, right? They, this The big part of Starfield was we are refreshing the engine. I think that's why they wanted to make a different game because they're like, well, you know, this gives us a chance to rethink some of this stuff and approach it from a new direction. So let's build some new tools to solve these new problems and make sure those tools don't have the tech debt that we had built up with the uh, whatever their engine is called before that. Uh, um, yeah. But remember, like, Fallout 4 came out surprisingly fast, but largely because it was right. just so skyrim right, with its tech. Right. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Starfield, the one, the, the, it's the Bethesda game for me, and you know, Jeff, we've had this conversation before. And generally, RPGs are kind of just, I, I just don't, I lose interest. But Starfield mm -hmm. for me is the right genre of kind of like near real sci fi, kind of like close to actual, you know, not, not alien space magic kind of sci fi, where I'm like, mm -hmm. I really want to be able to 
get into this world like and NASA sci-fi. So, what did they call yeah. it? NASA punk. Apparently, Ooh. was was one phrase they That's used. A good name. Yeah, yeah I was, I'm I'm down with this. It sounds it sounds like a, a buzzword, but I'm kind of I'm I'm on board with it. So I'm really hoping that I get into Starfield in a big way when it drops. And that's shame it's not until November. But there you go. Should I, we're, um... we're gonna actually start seeing some of like what that game looks like real soon here, huh? That's gonna be yeah. kind of bizarre. Like we're gonna yeah. get deep dives finally because I we still don't mm. really understand what that game actually is. That's gonna there's gonna be an interesting E3. I say E3. An interesting yeah, mess of games. Just keep calling it E3. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Yeah, it doesn't is. matter anymore. Really, E3, E3 was inside us all along. That's yeah. right. Exactly. <laughs> should, I, should I read out Proven's community question that kind of relates to this? Yeah, it kind of touches on a bunch of different stuff, right? Okay. Hello, Nintendogs and Xbox. I have a quick question for Jeff. Last year, you wrote a story discussing a potentially loaded 2023 for Xbox with these games releasing. And he's taken a look. Yeah, early, please. Uh, I can clip, never remember myself. I think from so your yeah, article. Yeah. Avowed, Fable, Perfect Dark, Everwild, Hellblade 2, Contraband, In Exile's next game, Compulsion's next game, The Coalition's next non-Gears project. Do you still think most of these games, minus Everworld, are on track for next year? It seems like a lot of games. Also, everyone in the Xbox community keeps asking for a Nintendo Direct-style show for Xbox. Do you think with E3 going away, that forces Xbox to diversify their showcases instead of putting everything in one E3 show? Cheers and happy 99th episode. Yeah, I, I think that Jeff Keighley is going to find a way to kind of keep most of those companies that were already doing that, like locked and loaded, yeah. ready for that time frame. Like even if E3 fails to materialize in any real way, Microsoft will be like, we have a, a infrastructure in place to make a show like that happen. We also like doing it. We've also starting to get starting to get pretty good at it. So uh, we want to mm. keep doing it. And I think that um, the likely thing is Microsoft will continue to focus on Xbox, E3, whatever it turns into. And uh, and then maybe next year they start to diversify into some of these other uh, showcases or whatever. I think that, um, uh, you know, a, a big E3 showcase is probably still best for them. Uh, and then maybe one sort of direct kind of thing a year. But I don't know. I, I think as long as they do a, a come out with a really good E3 this year, most people will be like, OK, that this does work really well for them. Uh, what was the, mm. what was the other question about? What was well, the, uh... he was asking about whether those games you mentioned that are potentially oh, right. 2023 are still on track for 2023. I don't know for sure. I know that internally that the tracker that they have to say like when are our projects like expected to come uh, based on what we know right now, all of those games at that point were on the tracker for 2023. Now I think we can safely assume like like the question answer said, Everwild not going to be the case. I, I think it's very likely most of those games, not maybe not, at least half of those games will probably get bumped into 2024. That seems perfect. Dark, uh, perfect, yeah, dark like, perfect dark could right, exactly perfect dark probably could come out 2023, could easily get delayed to 2024. But I mm. think like we'll probably get avowed. We'll probably get we'll probably get perfect dark. Maybe uh, the, I mean, at that point, they will have had close to what, like five full years of development on many of these projects. Yeah. So it's getting to the point where like that stuff could happen. Now, if they need to delay stuff, they will. Uh, I think we'll have a much better idea, though, in just a couple of months when we do get to that E3 time frame. They will yeah. definitely spend a lot of time on Starfield. They will probably spend mm. a lot of time on Redfall as well, because that game be out yet. Um, and yep. then Forza Motorsport 8. But then they're going to have a lot of room to talk about, okay, and here's where we're going to be in 2023. And the games that they talk about there will likely be the games that you will be getting in 2023. I expect to get, like, mm. gameplay of Perfect Dark and stuff like that at that point. And, and those two parts of the question relate to each other. Once they start being able to pump out games with more regularity, they'll be able to justify having more regular shows. Exactly. Like, right. We're, we're, we're like this year's not a good year for regular shows, right? Because we've talked no. about it. There's three games. There's Redfall, Forza Motorsport 8, 
and there's uh then there's Starfield and Let's they see. want and they want to talk about Starfield at E3 and that's sort of going to be your pillar then like you kind of mm. you put everything else around that at that point so, so we'll get our 50th trailer for Cuphead let's just last <laughs> right, <race>. exactly yeah. <laughs> right and then they, you know the, 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 like they could probably do like a, a a Game Pass Direct sort of thing every once in a while where it's mm. like oh here's how we are spending all of our money getting stuff for you but they just do that in tweets and it works really well for them so yeah I, I don't know it seems unlikely that they're going to change this into, until until at least next year relevant mm. to this question it's interesting to note though that microsoft did put a job listing out for an xbox yes. broadcast and events strategy lead um, and it actually describes that you will be responsible for building and delivering a world-class strategy that is innovative and showcases the future of storytelling at xbox so it, it, even if it doesn't materialize in terms of the output to us the viewer uh, this year they're certainly thinking we're going to have a lot right. to talk about. We need to find mm. a way to actually get this message out beyond. I need to apply the for tweets. that job. I was just thinking that too. I was like, hmm, I wonder if I'm a fit. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to apply for that job. Does this look like the new face of Xbox to you guys? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Looks a bit like a Nintendo. I'm not sure. Not sure. <laughs> That's right. I had to get my leash off. <laughs> <laughs> I think you uh, have to be local to Redmond, though. It's, it seems to imply ow. that this is not a remote role. Damn. Redmond, Redfall, everything's red. Yeah, yeah, clearly. Faisal, Super Chat. It's probably really, I should have read this one out before. Nintendo will wait long enough for all this tech to be outdated to release the Switch 2. There you go, right. <laughs> also, <laughs> shout out to the always delightful Don Cabeza, too. Aww. Aww. Good old Jesse, Aww. sitting in the background, Aww. drinking Aww. his teas. Pressing the buttons. No, I've got a Jack and Coke. I'm, I'm I going okay. you, you, you I, know. I, I thought it might have been a Guinness. I was like, no, it looks more cokey, but good to know there's some Jack in there. Um, <laughs> and I think I think that's probably about the news, right? That's There's, there's not been a lot that's happened beyond no. all of the things we talked about this week. So we've got we've got a bunch of community questions to, to kind of hammer through. So I yep. suppose I'll take a moment to thank our lovely patrons because without mm -hmm. them, none of this cool stuff would be possible. Um, so big thank you to all of our uh, Tier 2 and Tier 3 patrons. Your, your patronage gets your name on the screen, which should be flashing by as we read through some of these. Um, and a lot of these questions might touch on some of the stuff that we've already kind of talked through, but we probably forgot to pull the question out and, and read it through. And some of it will just be silly. We'll find out together. Um, yep. But thank you very much, everyone, for, for all of the support. And uh, stick around. If you normally tune out when the community questions roll in, stick around because we do have a very special announcement to make uh, towards the end mm. of this show, which we're quite excited about. And we'll talk a little bit about mm. the plans for next week's episode 100. Yep. which we're looking forward to. But I'm Nick, actually shocked. On. We've only been going for an hour. I know. This feels this unusually could the show. This could be the fastest show ever, which is very, very surprising. I'll enjoy it. I'll enjoy the like, early bedtime. My, my <laughs> wife this morning was like, oh, you've got Jeff on. Okay, I better take the kids out for the day because you guys are probably going to be going for a while. Jeff <laughs> <laughs> on track. That's that one mate, thing I do well. Mike, Mike is cracking the whips, yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. To be fair, mate, you know, you always say when Jeff's on, oh, you know, we've, we've got through this and then there'll be another two hours from this point yeah. onwards. So. Yeah, it's true. Once we get into the questions that they do go. <laughs> yeah, yeah the tangents begin. So, yep. go on, There's let's, a let's lot of it. questions. So, here we go. Oh, there's not that many. We've covered some. Oh, of there's, them. there's there's a few. Wow, you calling him a liar? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Always. Okay. <laughs> Jesse brother. Uh, Konnichiwa, Mike, Jeff, Travis brother, and his British and New Guinean cohorts. Question for Mr. Benotti. 
Before your podcast with Jeff, how long does he make you wait while he brushes his prodigious tresses? <laughs> he makes me wait sometimes, but that's not what he's doing. I, you know, <laughs> it's it's so easy for me to judge, right? Because I am just living the the super bachelor life, uh, just doing my own thing here. And Jeff has two toddlers yelling and screaming for his attention <laughs> while he's working and trying to juggle a million things. So it's always very easy for me to be like, "Where's Jeff?" And I'm the one who's late anyways, to be clear. So I can't I can't say too much. But I do I love teasing Jeff. It's one of my favorite hobbies. So if he is late, I'd like to give him shit for it. But it's oh, yeah. all she should, fun. as you should, sir. Yeah. Uh second part of the question, and I wish we had asked this when we were talking about Halo. Never mind. Question for all. After seeing 343 put out an update on Friday and some of the complaining people are doing, especially on Xbox Series forums. In regard to a lot of those same people saying they understand how the pandemic has affected things and they get that Microsoft is prioritizing their employees' well-being versus rushing them to put stuff out, do you feel those people really do get it? Because I sure don't. Mm, I, I agree with keeping employees' health at the forefront. Mm. I agree with that message. I still yes. think that it perhaps wasn't adequate planning or or they've had to pivot so much that they're now playing catch up yeah and it's affecting them until they get into that first cadence of may and then it will feel a little bit more normal so there's a bit of both my my frustration with the pandemic stuff is i notice that people pick and choose when to acknowledge it sure (laughs) like when it suits it's like oh the pandemic you know it's hard to develop a game during the pandemic but then when it's something they want right now, come on, the pandemic's been going for two years. Aren't they right. used to it by now? What's going on? It's, yeah, it's... I, I, mm. I, I'm almost inclined to say that, I, I let me phrase it this way, it's hard to develop a game in the pandemic when the game is already under extreme pressure because not everything has gone right at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Is is probably the the asterisks that we need to put perhaps on the and, end of And the again, they... They released the game early, right? <laughs> like, so yeah. it, it's it is a little hard to be like, oh, please be patient to give us time when they did the PR stunt of releasing it early, and like it was a great PR stunt. I loved it. I, I, I it was fun, but I wonder if maybe that is where they lose some of that kind of right to to hold up the pandemic as a way to play. And I, I don't I don't even mean complain, and I do think it is a valid reason. But, like, how much leeway does that get you? Because it is a really yeah. long time. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Turbo Sean. Hey, Sean. Jeff and uh, Mike will be well aware of Turbo Sean. That's right. But they're not going to like the end of this question. Oh, he's going to say shit about Super Sean. Metroid again, isn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he played Splatoon yesterday, and his, his avatar is literally Samus. And he, he thinks Super Metroid is overrated. What the hell is wrong with him? Okay. Mm, disgusting. Happy thing. Saturday slash Sunday, John, Nick, Jeff, Mike, and of course, producer Jesse. It's nice to see that two thirds of the Chopped Liver co hosts finally made it on the same show together in addition to the loving couple. I'd like to take <laughs> advantage of this momentous occasion for something I've been waiting a long time for. Nick, can you please explain to your husband and his concubine over there how Super Metroid <laughs> is the most overrated Nintendo oh, game of wow. all time? Thanks. Oh my God, give <laughs> wow. it a rest. Look, wow. I am with Turbo Sean. It's uh, not the most overrated game of all time. Oh my, disgusting. Gross. I think the problem is, here's my problem with Super Metroid. I didn't play it until I was in like my early 20s. So 
I was a Mega Drive kid growing up. Okay. So I didn't play a lot of the reference. That's twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of helping. So that was the first time I really got to jump into Super Metroid properly. And I had already played Prime. I had already played like other stuff. So I jumped into Super Metroid and I was like, okay, I mean, it's fine. It's okay. This is exactly what Sean said. And I guess like, you know, that perspective is valid, but I I, I didn't play Super Metroid like when I was a kid. I think I played it for the first time about when Prime came out, honestly, like on an emulator. And it still just seemed absolutely magical to me then. So not not exactly the same thing as mm. your experience. But I don't know. I go back to that game so many times. And I know I have the context now of having played it a ton. And I still just think it is one of the most special uh, video games out there. And I don't know. Like I, You don't need to hear me wax political about uh, Super Metroid. A million people have done that already. And there's nothing. There's, you know, we joke. There's nothing wrong with not getting it. <laughs> uh, but it's just funny because Jeff and I, I there, there was one point where it was the uh, Breath of the Wild was never good, wasn't good people were going on. And there was like the Sonic the Hedgehog was never good people. And I literally said to Jeff, just wait, soon the Super Metroid was never good people are going to yep. come out. And won't that be <laughs> awful? And like, I had to say it. And here we are. Like, why yeah, did I even say that? Now that's, now that's what I had to deal with. I'll Breath of the Wild goes though, nice because it's, it's like, that's all cool. stopped now. That's all like, mm. for the most part, everyone, most people, like other than Jesse, most people are like, oh, I give it another chance and everyone was right. It's, it's amazing. Uh, that's like dying off. Uh, but uh, with Super Metroid, it's just getting worse right now. And I'm like, okay, we get it. You like the newer ones better. I, I, I'm like, I understand the criticisms, but it's just like, I have no issues playing that game. I think it feels great. I think that the difficulty of doing like the wall jumps is actually fantastic. Like that, right. like, adds it's not a skill to it that I really like. like yeah. Once you do get it, it feels yeah. so good. You know what I think hurts Super Metroid? Nothing. Is that so many others have come along and have refined the formula and made such great Metroidvanias that maybe it takes a bit of that gloss off where there's a lot of other games where the older ones haven't really been topped in any major way, so people still hold them up. Where Super Metroid, there's been so many amazing Metroidvanias over the last... 20 years and i think maybe that's a part of it maybe i think so i still think there's something super metroid does better than even the other later 2d metroid games like fusion and um zero mission were both a little too handholdy and directed you a little too much about Mm. where to go uh they didn't quite have that same sense of place and atmosphere that's that super uh metroid had either Mm. and that even dread as good as it is it doesn't feel quite as cohesive like like dread like has to use like these kind of very blunt shortcuts of things like the teleporters to sort of yes. bring its world together and its music's much worse. So, but then yeah, there's like, ho- there's like hollow Knights and there's your Ori's out there that you can maybe say, well, this is what the best Metroidvania's now look like. And oh, they took the, I hated hollow Knight. The- God oh, damn it. Yeah. I, I keep oh, like, boring to play. Yeah. It took oh, too my- long to get going. Oh my God. You guys, I, 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 I swear to God, I never, I never met anybody who didn't like hollow Knight until Jeff said he didn't like it. I don't like it either. I'm the only person here who likes Hollow Knight. How can that possibly be true? How do you guys feel about SteamWorld Dig 2? Masterpiece, I haven't right? played Thank it. Sorry, you. I haven't played that one. I, I haven't either. I'm, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> or what do you guys think is the best Metroidvania game of all time, then? Oh, oh that's a loaded question. Because if, if Hollow Knight's not good enough, it's Super Metroid's not good enough. <laughs> my, I want to know. My, 
if I right off the top of my head without even thinking about it, because I think I would need time to think about it. But if I had to do a quick top three off the top of my head in no particular order, I've got Dread, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and Shadow Complex. Man, Shadow... I haven't played Shadow Complex since it's... Shadow Complex is... Time. It was good. So good. I played I the remaster I refuse to believe version. that Shadow Complex is, is better than Hollow Knight, though. I will say. But yeah, the, the other two are fantastic. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, also I, like I Strider. Yeah, Strider was great. great. If I had to... I got to agree with Mr. Grubb. I loved SteamWorld Dig 2. Probably one of my favorite games of last generation. I need to play that one again. Jeff gives me a lot of shit for not, like, immediately falling in love with it. And I, like, just didn't immediately fall in love with Hollow Knight 2. I haven't played enough to say I don't like it. Uh, That's that's the truth. It's like, I'm like, I started it again, and then it got busy again, and I was starting to get into it. I I probably will end up liking Hollow Knight. I got it on Switch. I'll need to get back. Jeff, I mean, come on. Don't cave. Don't cave to (laughs) him. I need to find the Hollow Knight fan club podcast. That's not the thing I fell in love with. Therapy is what that's called, Mike. You, yeah. you go on like line and all you ever hear is like everyone loves Hollow Knight and somehow mm-hmm. everybody I encounter personally doesn't like it. it doesn't <laughs> seem, I, I, I try to get both of my brothers into it. They didn't like it. I'm like, everybody loves this game except anyone who knows me apparently. Anyone you recommend it to would like, yeah, yes. it's going to. It's yeah. like everyone loves this game except no one loves this game. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Does well, Flashback count as a, as a Metroidvania? Does Flashback count? Because it feels, I feel like my memories of it feel like an annoying metroidvania <laughs> like i have a lot of fond memories of flashback but mm. not the remastered version i played it on the Amiga. you could almost argue the original prince of persia is a metroidvania to yeah, a degree, I, yeah i guess like, to... like a primary genre for that is the cinematic platformer right that's what yeah, I, I suppose mm. yeah. i suppose the original so. prince of persia was full-on for anyone <laughs> old enough to have played that it was horrifically difficult Oh, oh god! For some reason, I bought every remastered version of it that came along and still got stuck. <laughs> that was smooth brilliant. animation. Ooh, game yeah. was brutal. Yeah, it's, it's uh, not fun. Okay, do game. What's going on? I know it's the internet and you're busy. Let's do this. Catchphrase. Anywho, memorable catchphrases <laughs> are part of iconic characters. Xbox has a lot of upcoming titles, like a ton. Do you think we'll see any characters capture the hearts of many the way Chief, Doomslayer, Price, etc. have? Also, what makes a good character for you? Hmm. I reckon I reckon the Outer Worlds 2 will give us a new memorable character. I reckon. Well, Obsidian's writing usually does quite well. Yeah, but are there any, like, as much as I do like Obsidian's games and its characters, like, what is their most, like, memorable character right like do they, do uh, they Chandler have... Bing from uh, the beginning of New Vegas who? <laughs> Chandler Bing Chandler yeah, Bing that's there, yeah, yes, true. Mm-hmm. it's true I liked the Friends reference it was good yeah mm. um, I, I, I don't know I don't know I'm not sure if they do I'll be I'll be honest. I don't know about it. I don't think any of those people from Redfall are gonna gonna do it no. I don't know maybe I'm gonna no. about those characters all seem kind of obnoxious uh but Maybe yeah, Starfield like, will have an NPC that everyone remembers. I feel like if Ori wasn't like more of a breakout character for them, then I don't really know at this point. And that's what I like when a character, honestly, is I usually like something that's just more kind of simple and appealing yeah. and probably yeah. not talking a whole lot or probably honestly doesn't really have like that much of a character arc per se. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, like not, not a Kratos, I guess. And Kratos is like an example of one of those that I'm not talking about working. 
I don't know if they really have any of those coming. I wonder if Joanna Dark can sort of be brought back. It depends on the that. actress they hire to voice her. I think was the was the one in the in the trailer going to be the voice actress in the game? Does anyone know? Gosh, who knows? She, That's a good question. I don't know. I'd assume, no idea. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. Know. What, what, what do you guys think makes a good character? Though, is the other part of the question. I'm like mm. a million uh, different things can. Right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, their silhouette, the way they move. If we're talking narratively, you know, it's, it mostly comes down to writing and the delivery. vagina bones. Yeah, vagina bones. Right. Yeah, very important. Remember that thing? Yeah. Nope. Sorry, <laughs> never, I'll never forget. Mike. Yeah. Remember uh, that? That's that thing. What game were they complaining about? Was that again? Uh, that w- w- was that uh, the uh, FE. Oh, uh, that was that fire. Yeah, that was um. Tokyo Mirage Sessions, where they, Tokyo Mirage like, sessions, the guy's yeah. like, look, they got rid of the vagina bones. Yeah, so good. He's like, Som- somebody has to stop okay, Just Google them. it. Honestly, just Google vagina just bones. Google I promise. vagina bones if you I dare. Pro- I honestly promise it will just probably be a reference to, to this the thing that we're right, talking about. No one, yeah. actually, nobody else, even the sick perverts, actually <laughs> right. think about the phrase <laughs> vagina bones. Right, right exactly. <laughs> this is the thing. I'm not just crazy. I do recall oh, he's, no, he's that right. phrase yeah, vagina bones. <laughs> it was mm. a thing that happened. Yeah. I just don't know what the hell it was, but now I do. It seems. Oh, you'll learn. You'll yeah. all do, learn. Do you, remember, do you remember 15 minutes ago when you were like, yeah, we won't take long to get through this. You know, this is going to be a quick one. Now we're talking about vagina bones. Now, here, now here's our seminar on vagina bones, everybody. <laughs> here's my TED talk on it. <laughs> Apparently vagina bones good, getting rid of them bad. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dark Tower. Question is for Jeff. Is it possible for Jeff to get Mike to stop playing whatever instrument he plays during their pod, as I am one of those people who falls asleep listening to podcasts? Mike's damn flute always wakes me up when I have to groggily search around my bed for my phone to pause and pray I fall back asleep. On a side note, all your listeners should play a drinking game, where everyone takes a drink every time John mentions Segway and Nick mentions Greece slash Greek, Melbourne, (laughs) coffee or Seager. We will all be drunk in no time. Keep up the great work, guys. Love all your pods. Where uh, is your yeah, recorder? First... There it is. He's got his recorder. There it goes. I was just going to say, wake up! Wake up! What Three blind mice. Time to... You're not going to go back to sleep tonight. Keep playing, Mike. We, we need to do that. It is, not a, it is not a flute. We, we a need to do that at two hours, whatever, you know, right at the end, last thing. We'll just have a, a you know, a tin whistle solo. Just go. to wake him up. Um, Mike usually plays the recorder because I have a fire in my house somewhere yes! that I have to go deal with. And it, right. and, and uh, Mike does a good job of entertaining people when he's like left on his own and I have to like, I can't help him anymore. And well, so I'm not going to tell him what to do in those segments. I'm, I'm going to entertain people on my own because I have an incredible gift of entertaining myself. Remember yeah, that's when, like, what I was I, saying. That's what I was trying yeah. to say. Totally. When I, when I had a shitty job at the uh, at, the, at a p- local pizza joint, that's what people were shocked at. Like when it was slow, I would just like start singing songs and inserting my name into them out loud. It's just stupid. <laughs> it's like, like, yeah, I haven't. I'm incredible at that. It's like remember um, that movie where Mr. Bean went to Mars or something, and they, they put him in the isolation cell for like yep. ten days. And he sure. just like had a great time playing like sock puppets with his. <laughs> He's like, yeah, this is fine. I do remember this. What the hell? Yeah, yeah, that's me. Oh, that's my experience. That's giving me this some Red Dwarf quarantine episode vibes. Mm-hmm. If anyone's not seen Red Dwarf, with Mike uh, does, t- Mr. Mike does take requests. He does not free bird, though. So. I don't know many. Yeah, I don't know many songs, but okay, I'll try to learn them. More, more Ventus, more of a comment. 
I have been quiet for a while. Maybe I'll need to ask two questions and see which of the two you fine folks pick. Until then, hope all is well and you are still enjoying weekly podcasts. Yes, yeah, we are. I still, at, I still at the still moment, we're enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do them every week. I do them every week. John doesn't necessarily do them every week. I do them every <sighs> week. I never miss, ever. He doesn't need watering. Frankly, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's ha- ha- that's how Jeff and I ended up with the annual the Xbox special. era Grubsmas special tacula. And I'm, I'm glad for it. I'm glad for because it because I never it's, miss, never miss an thing. episode, ever. I'm proud of you. That's commitment. Okay, sadistic magician. Hi all. This is a question for everyone. What is the first? I like this question. What is the first game you each played with your kids that you really got? into them with into ha! with them i have no kids the, yeah <laughs> that's right easy answer <laughs> then then you don't count mike <laughs> at the time played. my son was seven and we played lego city undercover and breath of the wild on wii u from start to finish together it was a great experience he's now 11 and plays with his mates online no time for poor old dad love everyone's work keep it up oh boy this is interesting yeah, it's, uh, uh, I usually let them go to town on the tablet, and they'll they'll they find games. There's like a fun yeah. environment where I'm like I can let them go. It's like the Amazon free time thing, or I uh, yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. set my tablet up in kids mode, my, my my personal tablet sometimes, and they'll find a bunch of stuff on there. And I'm you know it, it's all I have the subscription on Google Play, so they just go to town and download stuff, and it's all good. Um, but uh, when I, like I'm gonna sit down and play with them. Uh, you know, a lot of times they'll still ask me for help when they're playing those tablet games, but we've gotten a, a mm. little bit into uh, Mario 3D World is the one where it's like Emmy actually finished a level by herself, and then I helped her out with a little bit with some of the levels after that. Um, mm. That's the one that's what we've had the most success with, uh, and she really, yep. she likes Mario stuff a lot, so. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. But, but it hasn't been like, she hasn't like beaten a game or anything like that. That's not what's happened. Yeah. See, I, I tried to get, so when my daughter was four, I tried to get her into, I had a Nintendo 64 set up and a bunch of other retro consoles. So I thought I'll chuck her on Yoshi's story. She didn't really get into it. Um, mm-hmm. She got into games with like, believe it or not, Roblox and Minecraft, which I don't play. Um, my son was similar. I tried him on Sonic the Hedgehog 1 thinking, oh, it's just one button and one direction. That should be really easy. But again, it didn't click with him the first game he got full-blown into obsessed with mastered was super mario odyssey like he just adored like i've never seen a child put that many hours into a video game before like Mm -hmm. he still boots it up now even now just every now and again he'll boot it up and just run around jeff and i talked about this in criticizing um ball and wonder world how like these developers think we need to make something for kids so it has to be as simple as possible and so many people are like yeah that's why you know make your kid play kirby or or something real simple like that and then kids actually like super mario odyssey which is mm. you know a complex game but kids yeah. can figure it out and kids like that and stuff. Like pokemon like pokemon's got like yeah. so many like weird rules right. and stuff and there's robux? so much like, weird... yeah robux is the mm. biggest game ever. my niece asked me to get her yeah. robux for her birthday my brother yeah, says God. i'm not allowed to but yeah. like that's what yeah <laughs> ro- like robux is, yeah. is is anything and that's what yep. kids like they yep. don't like a game where you there's one button yeah. Right. yeah well that's what i'm finding out like my son plays the absolute crap out of roblox and he plays all the different games in it like there's this one they're playing at the moment called adopt me yes in roblox. Big biggest deal. game in the world yes yeah oh my game. god like and all i hear is my two kids going 
oh, I'm gonna, I'm trading this unicorn for this sloth. Oh, and I'm trying. I'm like, what the hell is going on in this stupid game? Like, these kids sit there right, and they that's trade the whole point, crap. Though. Is that you don't understand, and that makes it more appealing to kids. Like, yeah. When, the, when <laughs> yeah. they know something and their kid and their parents don't understand it, it's like they 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 become experts, and that is the that is what Pokemon did before everything else. And Pokemon, that's why it's still so huge right? today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. My daughter didn't get massively into Pokemon for some reason because I beat Shield, so I've given my copy to my daughter to get into, and surprisingly, she hasn't really latched onto it. Um, but the game that the three of us play together is probably Fortnite. Uh, my son and I play Rocket League, um, and it's shocking how good he is at six years old. <laughs> it's just mm -hmm. staggering how good he is at six years old. Um, and now they're looking forward to Kirby. So my son it made takes. me buy Waddle Dee for him, a Waddle Dee Amiibo, which I have done, as well as buying one for myself. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're hanging for Kirby now. They've both beaten the demo, and now they just want the full game. That is what they're hanging for. Yeah, see, like, I, with my little boy, like, my, my little girl really, I have a feeling, like, my boy's into games, but I have, a, my, my little girl just sits and watches me play, and I have a feeling that she's actually going to be the, the real gamer of the two children. I don't know why, it's just something in my bones. But when my little boy was old enough, I got a wired Xbox pad that was much, much smaller so that his younger hands could handle it. And the first game we ever played was Abzu. Because he was on a big oh, Finding yeah. Nemo, oh. Finding Dory stint. Mm -hmm. And he just likes activating the fishes and stuff. And I was kind of like, in my head, I was like, right, first I'll teach him about camera control. And that game doesn't have many buttons, but it does have camera control. So I was like, I'll teach him about that. Then I'll teach him about movement in a 3D space. Then I'll teach him about platformers. And I've kind of gone through this cycle. And he completed his first ever game a few months back, which was um, uh, Forgotten Words Beyond the Page. I don't know if anyone's played it, but it's a little platformer that's also like a narrative story puzzle thingy with some physics and spells, but it, it teaches you words and then the words do things on the screen so you can burn or rise. Okay. But the actual story, and sorry, spoiler alerts, it deals with the death of a family member and how this kid's writing in the journal and how it hits. And I think it was written by Rihanna Pratchett, funnily enough. And uh, it's a really, it was on Game Pass for a little while. It might still be there. It was a really neat little game. And yeah, from a platforming perspective, you go from left to right and that's it. But it also taught him to read. And it also oh, wow. taught him cool little platforming bits, you know, because he was reading the journal as she was speaking it and he had to learn the words, you know, and it, it was a really good one for him to get to grips with. So yeah, if your kids were of that age, definitely would recommend it. But right now, Fortnite, uh minecraft with his with his cousin and they are mm. begging me and my best mate to take them out on a galleon and do some sea of thieves shenanigans nice. which is a perfect game for kids of that age yeah. i think seven seven right. to nine good fun yeah real quick a game pass yeah. suggestion for kids that uh that cloud game the one that's uh the, the rains rain on my parade rain on my parade it. right yeah kids love that my, oh my not literally I I got the cloud, cloud gaming game. a game about clouds exactly. <laughs> a game about yeah, yeah, yeah. cloud a game about a yeah. cloud that rains on people and it's very funny yeah, she, like, she likes to no, destroy my... people's happiness so she likes that. my son's playing, playing the really ryan racing game yeah what's that my Ryan's. son's playing that Ryan racing game. You know that. Oh, so does my nephew. Yeah. So does my nephew. My I have kept her away from Ryan. Somehow I have kept her away from Ryan. I feel very good yeah, about that. Hard. Or there's yes, a Ryan I... balloon at Macy's. Ugh. Yeah. God. My son had, had to get Ryan. the Ryan show bag when uh, we had the, the Royal Melbourne show egg. here. Oh. Oh yeah, the Ryan eggs. Whatever those stupid eggs. Yeah, I know about those eggs. 
I hate that I have to know who Ryan is. People in chat don't know. You're don't ask. You're better off. Yeah, you're fine. Yes, uh, it's like Blippy, but worse somehow. Oh, but Blippy oh, is Blippy worse God. because of what Blippy did. And we, you know yes. what I'm talking well, Blippy about. Is right? a bad, yes, Blippy's a bad man. Yes, we if, all know that. <laughs> if I see He's my a Bible, dirty, filthy Blippy, man. Like, what did I miss? I don't Blippy. think I want to know. Blippi used to be a character named Skeezy McSteve or something like that, and he uh, he uh, he pooped on his friend. He pooped on his friend. I don't. There's no other way to say it. There, there was video. There's video out there of of Blippi the clown. Parents, if you if your kids watch Blippi, you need to know that Blippi they don't anymore pooped on Happy another friend. human being on camera. Yeah. Really? I mean, who among us? At the time, of course, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know anyone was filming YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> You've got to respect the hustle, right? You've got to respect yeah. the hustle. Good God. Okay. Uh, I did wow. not expect a blippy tangent today. but no, it's always yeah. a blippy tangent with me, man. Yeah. Always. My kids had a very brief thing with blippy, but that didn't last long. Uh, I guess uh, that's now, my, my younger one uh, still likes blippy sometimes, but the YouTube algorithm got so effed that it's like now blippy <laughs> pops up. Uh, after I put on a show, my, my daughter, my older daughter does want to watch and then Blippi comes on and then she comes to me and she's like, Blippi ruined my fun. And I'm like, yes, that's right. Blippi ruins <laughs> your fun. That's all, that's that's all he did. Like his grave or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't oh, remember, man. Jeff, if you told me last time, do your kids watch Bluey? Uh, they do when I put it on. They never ask for it. I like oh, it more than they do. Just yeah. like every, that's true with every yeah. parent. Though. That's what, yeah. That's my same with my brothers. It seems like they love Bluey. Their kids think Bluey's fine, but my brothers fine. Recently, I got them successfully into Muppet Babies, which was the there kind of go. a bitch oh, okay. to me. Yeah, yeah. The new Muppet Baby show, which is fantastic. The uh, the songs yeah. on that show are so good, and that's what the the kids, the, the girls really like. They're like, I want to hear that that really happy song that they sing. I'm like, yeah, sure, absolutely. Let's put on Muppet Babies. So now they're into that. Mm. Uh, I remember okay. watching that when I was a kid. Does it still have the Yeah, that's still the theme song, and they did they updated it, and now. Good. But and then each episode has like a, an original song, or at least one of them. And okay, I'm, I'm I'm gonna have to go find that. Is, is it Disney on, Plus is, it on, is where it's is it on Disney Plus for us. Yes, amazing. Because I know super. for you, Nick, season three mm. of Bluey is on right now, and it's it not just started, didn't yet. it? Yeah. I'm I'm jealous because yeah, I my want... kids. I see my kids love Bluey as much as we do. Like yeah. they think Bluey is the greatest. Like Mine if they're too. over bored and they just want to watch something on TV, they'll just put the ABC app on and watch Bluey episodes. Great, great, content. such a great show, indeed, such indeed. a good show. Okay, uh, creaky legs, man. I wish we had asked this before. As all <laughs> four of you have had pretty positive experiences with Halo Infinite over the holiday. I'd love to know your thoughts on where you think Halo Infinite will stick, where you ultimately think Halo Infinite will stick, because I think with each passing day, it's more likely to become one of those quiet hits like Sea of Thieves or Warframe, rather than become part of the loud juggernauts like Fortnite and Warzone. Even Apex Legends doesn't seem to draw as many headlines as it did in the first year. I'd also like to add, I'm not one of the doom and gloom people out there on Twitter who suddenly hate that Halo Infinite launched in 2021. The game will be fine. We also have a humanitarian catastrophe happening on top of a lingering pandemic still. On top of my own financial predicaments. So, new Halo content rolling out slowly is the least of my concerns. Anyways, yeah. have a great weekend. Much love to the two best communities on the internet. Thanks, Kriki. Thank you, Kriki. Like, Kriki like, makes a lot yes. of fun gifs for us. And hey, I know, he does so the good. same. For, it's brilliant. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah I think so where do we think Halo Infinite will stick? 
think it'll rebound. I mean, I think he's maybe underselling Apex Legends' position because that has actually been it's doing very well. Right. Mm. And if I think if Halo Infinite became that, I think Microsoft would be thrilled. I think it, it could. It's hard to say right now because if it is a matter of this next season comes out and then it's another like six month wait for the next thing, then it's just going to be like these peaks and then valleys, yes. peaks and yeah. valleys, right? And we need to get some kind of we need to get some kind of middle ground there where the wait isn't is short enough that there's consistency and there are people playing it uh, constantly. Yeah, yeah, I think I think they need to just. Um... They need, they need to make sure that their updates are robust enough and are coming frequently enough that they can kind of flatten that out, that peaking valley that you're talking about. But also, like, I, I'm, I'm with Creaky where I'm not. I'm just not that worried about it. Because I just, I mean, we've, we've seen this happen with so many live service games. Like, I mean, I remember, like, when Warframe came out at the beginning of the last generation, I never would have expected it to be this kind of thing where, like, okay, sure. now a new content's coming out and people lose their mind for it. And, and every mm. time it gets more players than it ever had before. And that didn't have the benefit of being a Halo game. Right. And mm. didn't have, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I don't know. I want to at least see what one of these major updates actually looks like for this game. And if it, if that's disappointing, well, then then that's another reason to be, uh, be to be worried. The time the time frame is a reason to be worried. That's fine. Yeah, the amount of time it's taking, sure. But if if the thing that comes out after this that is that's supposed to be like the, the next big thing from Halo comes out and it's also disappointing, well then it's like okay. Mostly I'm just like I'll just move on to something else because I'm not in the Halo community like that. Uh, but mm. if the Halo community wants to start panicking at that point, I won't blame them so much. Uh, but yeah. at the same time, I do expect in a year from now the story on this game to just be completely different than what it is right now because that's how live service games are. Uh, it's just it's always ever changing. So in a year from now, who knows where it's going to be? Yeah, mm. I reckon they'll have because there there was rumors right of um, certain affinity working on something yeah, on and some yeah, project so game mode. Mm. Yeah, so what what who's to, who's to say that just like you know, Sea of Thieves suddenly announced a pirate's life and everyone went absolutely crazy for you know this small campaign expansion. I mean, it wasn't very good in my opinion, but people went crazy for it. <laughs> What's not to say that E three or whatever Microsoft does this year, they won't have this kind of big beat. For right. the, you know, for Forge with a whole new, you know, X, Y, and Z attached to it. I don't know. There are um, still plenty of sexy, exciting yeah, things they can do for Halo. For sure. I think someone someone in your chat even said, like, oh, they need to do a Halo 3 anniversary, like, event for Halo <laughs> And, like, they can. Like, yeah, that'll that be real exciting. And people would really show up for something like that. And there, there's a yeah. million things like that they could do. They could yeah, do, like, yeah. a, yeah, they could do all sorts of fun stuff. Agreed. Uh, I just want to read out a quick super chat from Somnia. I uh, haven't sent a super chat in ages, but I have to due to Mike's shirt. Pay per view tomorrow, and Punks is an amazing feud. So props if you even yeah. watch AEW. Oh, I love AEW. I've been to a bunch of shows already. I'm very excited for for tomorrow's pay per view Revolution. So yeah, I'm really <laughs> excited for uh, CM Punk's match with MJF. It's gonna be good stuff. I have not watched wrestling in such a long time. It's great. I used to be. I used to be so into it in the late 90s. Like, oh, Attitude Era, right. Well, well, I was more WCW because I just loved Goldberg. Uh, right. I was obsessed <laughs> with Goldberg. Like, even, oh, who's even my, even my, <laughs> de my deaf Greek-only speaking grandmother loved Goldberg. Like, <laughs> well, Gold she... Goldberg tr transcends generations. Everyone yes, is oh, the he... appeal. You joke, but at that time, he really yeah. was like transcendent in his popularity. Oh, they yeah. they didn't huge. handle him great, but he was massively popular when he first came on the scene. Oh, yes. and my, like my dad never gave a crap about wrestling his whole life, but even he watched Goldberg. 
He's yep. like, nah, this guy's the best. He's like, he's, Goldberg is amazing. And like, you'd see my grandmother, because again, she can't hear and she doesn't know English. So everything is very, very visual for her, obviously. Right. So she'd see Goldberg coming out and she's just yeah, like, dude. she'd be getting <laughs> pumped, man. And she's yep. like, tope di, tope di. Now that in Greek, the literal, because she's obviously, um, she was in her 80s. So to her, Goldberg is like a young boy because he would have been in his mm-hmm. 30s or 40s. So she's like, Topedi is like the child, the child she's calling him about Goldberg. <laughs> He's a giant she- muscle baby. <laughs> yeah. And she just used to get pumped for Goldberg. Like she just used to That's a good reaction. Ah, so good. Yeah. AEW is fantastic. It's uh, it's it's it, there's been some good stuff recently. I have I haven't watched WWE in in a long time. So for a while, mm. I was watching a lot of alternatives like New Japan and some more stuff like that. So the fact that AEW came along, it was this actual like big scale US alternative has been great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. AEW is where a lot of did a lot of those ex WCW guys end up there. A few, a lot of like ex WWE guys show up there after they get fired. Really, it's been a lot of people who came up on like indie scenes or who were in Ring of Honor, which was like the most popular indie thing, or who were sort of Westerners who were wrestling in Japan. So these these kind of popular teams like the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, and then when people get fired from WWE recently, like like your Keith Lee's have been sort of showing up there. There are some old school WCW people like Stings in there. Uh, you know, oh, really? Prime, but still great, still yes, cool. Yeah, he, he, yes, he's mostly like a manager, but he does wrestle sometimes and is doing pretty good for his age. Yes, oh, and wow. it, it was like, and they, they like handle him really well. They don't try yes. to like make him like the main event or anything like that. They're just he's like, there no, to he's help like, elevate this other person named yes, Darby exactly. Allen. He's sort of mentoring, and he's it's not. Great. He's not still the crow, is he? He has that paint face paint, but he's not yeah. really like the crow. It's a there's it's a little just, bit of that. He's not coming down the reason the I got into wrestling. Uh, so remember, like I, I've always, I always like the idea of like, oh man, Hulk Hogan is like moving on like to this other thing. I got to check this out. I don't know why. I like I care because I was never like a huge Hulk Hogan fan. And I yeah, turned, yeah. I tuned in, and I remember like it was like the first time I was on TV. And then there's this this weird crow guy standing in the rafters, <laughs> and I'm like, what is gonna happen? What is happening? And, uh, I will say at the one Pittsburgh show I went to, like Sting was hanging out in the rafters with Darby Allen. Yeah. I was like, awesome. I can't believe I got to see. Like physically see Sting. Yeah, so that is incredible. Oh my I was god! Incre- I was so like, oh, uh, like, Sting was the thing. Sting uh, Goldberg great. matches were massive. They were yes. like they were great matches because they're both like both kind of like big. They're like big oaf guys. Both He's of them like are. big beefy men. Slapping big beefy meat. men yeah, slapping yeah. meat, and that's a good <laughs> a good match no matter what. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, as a young young kid, I was into the Ultimate Warrior. Oh yeah. As a young young too, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was like Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, where I love the Ultimate Warrior. I thought he yeah. was just great. And then I sort of went off wrestling as I got a bit older. And then Goldberg dragged me back in. He was there like the greatest. So that was, that was a tangent, tangent, guys. I got to, that I was got quite a tangent. I was just sitting there like, okay, they, they really like their wrestling. I like um, wrestling. I used while, you were, while just... you were doing that, another super chat came in. And this one's an interesting one. And I forgot I saw this live quote on video from michael pactor i'm wondering if because we haven't i don't think we've discussed it nick um so i'm curious can you see it from supernova supernova is it true michael pactor statement regarding ftc that doom and fallout and elder scrolls will be mentioned in the abk acquisition so i I don't know if you guys saw this video but michael pactor the man that almost became like a meme in that everything he said the opposite seemed yeah, to happen yeah. for some reason he made a prediction and he said you know bookmark this you know he was like i'm calling it out 
um, they're going to have to now because of the scrutiny, uh, they're going to have to backtrack and actually pull in these Bethesda franchises that were exclusive back in and, and do the same thing that they're going to have to do with what? Call of Duty and da, 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 so that's all about multi-platform stuff. It, so, Michael yeah. Patrick is saying that Doom and Fallen Underscores are going to be coming to PlayStation still. Is that That's what he's getting it, at. It, the gist, yeah. He's saying that because they're going to yeah, make unlikely. some concessions, they're going to actually put, go back and... So, so the concessions thing is is a, a reasonable point of like concern where people should keep an eye. Like, uh, like look at when uh, Disney acquired Fox, right? They acquired Fox and uh that there was conditional things put on that deal where it's like the the i think it was was it the ftc or the department of justice i think that was the ftc was like listen you cannot own fox sports you are not allowed to own all these local fox sports channels because you own espn and that really would mm. be a monopoly so a condition of this deal is you need to find a buyer for the the, the fox sports things that you are acquiring and they did and that's why i'm like i'm watching the the red wings play and they play on bally sports now they, they, they sold it some yeah, instead of like Fox Sports, they, it's like turned into Bally Sports. They found a buyer. Um, that that's the kind of thing that could happen. That would like it would not work in such a way that they would be like, okay, the thing you already own needs to change. I, it, yeah, that would be pretty right. drastic compared well, to like. I mean, listen, the, the, I, the government has the power to do that sort of thing if it really wants to. Um, it was just that I don't necessarily know why that would have to happen. Microsoft uh, could still say that they don't they don't have as much market share as that's right. PlayStation does right now. So I don't think exactly. they need to make more concessions. That's what I mean. It's so, oh, like, and, and, or they can make concessions. Wall. In, yeah, yeah, yeah Pactor Wall, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they can make concessions in that, you know, to Nick, Nick usually says this quite a lot. I'm probably beating him to the punch here, but the concession is, yeah, they can have those games. If they're willing to put Game Pass on their console, exactly. Game Pass. Exactly. They've get Game Pass on PlayStation. You can have it yep. all, all of yep. it. Exactly. And it's like, and then at that point, it's like, who's saying no? PlayStation's saying no to us. But that's not our fault. Yep. It's uh, exactly yeah. what I said. I go. Yeah, I am sure that that document that's going to get submitted to the FTC, which is probably going to be that thick, there'll be something in there saying, "Yep, yeah, we're happy to have every single Xbox title, multi-platform, Switch, PC, PlayStation, Game Gear." Jaguar, Neo Geo, we'll have it all on there as long as they allow Game Pass on there. Mm -hmm. Just get Game Pass on there and they can all have it. My uh, my first time at E3, uh, Michael Patrick throws these parties and I always heard about it. So I'm like, <laughs> I'll try, try to go to this thing. Uh, and there was a lot of cool people there. And uh, and then I saw Michael Pactor, and I'm like, oh, I'll introduce myself. And I go to sh shake his hand and he's like, oh, he like reads my name. He's like, who are you? And he's like, oh, Jeff Grubb. And he does this. Oh, like, and like walks away from me because uh, like a couple... <laughs> So two months beforehand, I had posted a story that uh, where someone like, tricked me, and I posted something on uh, uh, April Fool's Day, and Mac Michael Pactor like wrote something about that, like tweeted something about that, and probably didn't think about me again until I showed his party and was just like dismissing me visibly right to wow. my face. And I'm like, fine, fuck you, Michael Pactor. Actually, like Michael Pactor like, now. All That's right. pretty great. You never made a mistake. All right, fine. Wow. And then um, <laughs> I walked out of the party, and this is uh, this is someone who I'm friendly with now. But I'll tell this is the other part of the story. This was like a rough E3 at this point. It got better after this. <laughs> I walk out of the party, and uh, Steven Totillo, who used to run Kotaku, was like, "Oh, they let everybody mm. in here." I'm like, "Jesus, Steven!" What? And I, <laughs> Everyone I just dragging Jeff. Yes, and I'm like, I was like tweeting stuff. I would, of course, like Kotaku would post a story, and I'd probably tweet some bullshit about it. And he remembered my name, so it's like, of course, he was like that. People and don't now forget. We're very friendly. I'm very friendly with Totillo now. He's I always respected him. He just at that point he was like, I'm protecting my writers. Fuck you, Jeff Grubb. I'm like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> Actually, Everyone's I really nice to me, Jeff. I got off the I got Everyone off the airplane at E3. 
Yeah, everyone likes Mike Minotti. I got off the airplane and I was at, I was just kind of like waiting for my ride and Steven Tillow was there and he like calls me over. He's like, hey, are you Jeff Grubb? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay. And that's kind of all he said. So it's like, I, he had already <laughs> was like putting me on notice at that point. So, Jeez. yeah, I don't oh, know. Man. I'm very, um, I'm very charming and not obnoxious yeah, and unlikable. Sucks. I kind of yeah. get it. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it is what it is. It's fine. I was I was fine. I got over it. And I, I eventually saw Mike Minotti and I was very happy. That's how there you go. I was probably <laughs> screaming at you about free bread or whatever. <laughs> yes. Yes, you were. Okay. Uh good old Collingwood. Happy March Hairs, John, Nick, Jesse, and Jeff. And welcome, Mike. Thank you. Happy March Hairs. Okay. John Downey. From YouTube channel Spawnwave posted a video last weekend where he showed images from a game shop catalog from 20 years ago or so. He talked about the prices of consoles and games and how much they were priced made ultimately a difference to whether they prospered or failed. It was really interesting to see the kinds of games that were being made back then and what was popular, especially when you think of what we are playing now and how different our gaming experiences are now. So, when you were school kids, what got you excited as a gamer? How did you find out about the latest games? Where did you get your games? And how long were your school shorts? <laughs> school mm. shorts, God. Probably not nearly long enough because I probably had the <laughs> grossest pale milky white thighs that nobody oh, liked man. looking at. I, I, I went uh. to school in the in Michigan in the 90s when the Fab Five was the biggest thing in the world and they made really long baggy shorts super popular. So that's what everyone wore. <laughs> yeah, so awesome mine were basically there. like like floor length. Um, I, I, I found about games mostly that like during the NES era, you found out mostly from your friends and you'd borrow games. And magazines. And eventually that turned into magazines very quickly. Mm. Um, that's when I, uh, I can't remember like what the first magazine I first got into, but like uh, it quickly turned into a, a rotation of ultra ga uh, game players, then ultra game players and uh, EGM. Hyper. And I just, Hyper. as many Hyper. magazines as I could read from them, I would just, I, every month I would go to the grocery store and yeah. try to find it and, and get a copy. And yeah, that was definitely the way I did it. E EGM was a bit, EGM was one like I had a subscription to. Yeah. And uh, like before, like the online stuff was really a big deal. Like before GameSpy and your IGNs and uh, GameSpy back in the day went there all the mm. time. Yeah, it was it was a lot of BGM. Some like GamePro. Uh, 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 even when I was pretty young, I kind of fell off of GamePro. I thought that their Same. tone was immature. Mm -hmm. uh, right. And then like the brand specific ones like Nintendo Power. Well, not even even again pre or then I was like, this stuff seems kind of unbalanced and this yep. seems unreasonably <laughs> favorable. So mm -hmm. EGM was the big one for me and uh i did a I, we had a software etc in the mall that's where we bought most of our games then when best buy we got a best buy probably in like 94 it was like right before the playstation came out so yeah 94 seems right and then that became a big place to get games too mm. yeah i, I, I used to read memories i'll go on, nick uh, i was gonna say i used to read hyper uh there was mean machines sega as well um uh, which i used to read a lot um it, as, a, as a kid I mean, obviously, as a kid, my mum was getting my games, so she'd get them from, I don't know, probably wherever, Kmart, Target, whatever mm -hmm. the case. Once I started buying my own stuff as a teenager, we had Blockbuster Music in the city, and, like, Blockbuster Music used to have a big, big video game section. I used to absolutely love going to Blockbuster Music, oh, just to go best. through everything. The Those Saturn games, the playstation nintendo 64 i used to ah i used to absolutely love it but it was fun because was you knew you could actually take any of those home because you were just renting it so it was so much fun actually looking through those no no, like, no, no 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 this was... is a different blockbuster mike this is a... whoa 
Yeah. Well, no, no. It was still Blockbuster, but they had... So, there was Blockbuster Video, which was the video rentals that okay. you're talking about. But there was an actual store that Blockbuster had, and they called it well, Blockbuster it like Music. Vir- it sounds like Virgin Megastore, maybe. Yes. Mike. Yes. Yes. Oh, Virgin Megastore yes. in Columbus. The, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. But it was Blockbusters, and they owned it. And they not only were they obviously selling music, but they were also selling video games. Because, like, Virgin used to distribute video games back in the day as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah, it was. See, but back play. then, if you if you weren't into the magazines, it was almost like it was the box art that was selling you the games back then. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean that was like, what it was like when you actually were renting games. It was like I'm gonna go pick something off this wall that looks cool, and especially because yeah. it's not gonna have the game I do want, because that's always rented <laughs> out or something like that. That's but then right. I mean, I mean that was also Toys R Us. Like here, we to- the wall of Toys R Us, like just they just have the the cover of the game, Tickets. and then you'd take a little ticket out and go to the the cage, and they'd get it out of the cage. cage. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. That wall of game t- tickets was. Uh, it's stuck in my mind for forever. I think that's why, even back then, I kind of did. I was very franchise focused, so I was like, "Okay, here's Mega Man Six. Well, I like the last five, so you know, <laughs> I only get one game. Yeah, Mega Man Six seems like a pretty good choice. And mm-hmm, they made so many yeah. of them. Almost every time I went to the Toys R Us, there was a new Mega Man, so that worked out. God, right? Yeah. I'm just looking yeah. at. I had to Google it because uh, I remember I used to get the official Xbox magazine like back when the original Xbox launched. That's the actually a pretty disc- good one. The demo discs were pretty good, you know, like, mm-hmm. the, you know, it was usually they had some good covers and stuff like that. But the Amiga Plus magazine, wow. like, but way back uh-huh. in the day, and I remember we had a few copies of that. But, man, I just remember swapping the, the three-and-a-half-inch discs. And, uh, yeah, I, there's a lot of fond memories of the Amiga for me. I really want to get the, the new one that they announced just to go back, mm. even though my PC oh, yeah. could probably emulate everything just to play oh, yeah, some old, sure. old classics. Those, those old days, those old days with games were great and the way we yeah. bought them and the way... I mean, don't get me wrong, nothing beats the convenience of digital. Sure. But, but there, there was still something, I don't know. Tactile. And again, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's nostalgia-driven. Because it's all tied to your adolescent memories and teenage and all that sort of stuff. But it's, it's weird the I ones st- I remember specifically. Like, I specifically remember going to Software Cetra to get Bug mm. for the Sega Saturn. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember oh. that really well <laughs> for some reason. Uh, yeah, I've got I've got games like that too. I was like that with um, Fighting Vipers oh, on Saturn. Oh, wow. God, that's so good. Uh, Daytona. You know, my brother always tries to make fun of me by telling the story of uh daytona usa on saturn because that was like my favorite game in the arcade so when it was ported to saturn i was like could not have been more hyped that daytona was coming to a home console um and yeah i got it home and you could visibly see the disappointment on my that face draw distance when, huh <laughs> when it just did not look anything like Uh-oh. the arcade game i was no. like i was gutted i think i may I think when I saw Fighting Vipers, I may have even cried a little bit. Because <laughs> just... Fighters Mega Mix is where it was at on the Saturn, because that had the yes, Fighters Mega Street Fighter, mm-hmm. Sonic the Fighters, and you Sonic can play Fighters, as a car from uh, Daytona. Your Virtual Fighter Kids. Remember Virtual Fighter Fighter Kids? You could play as the the Sega AM2 logo, that palm tree. Yeah. That was an unlockable character. Why the hell not? Your, your brother's actually in the chat, Nick, saying it was fighting vipers you cried over the. Yeah, graphics. yeah, I think well, that's what I said. I said I think fighting vipers. I actually cried a little bit because wow, again, I was so pumped for yeah. fighting vipers to come home. Like, 
that's what you got. I was an arcade kid growing up, so I'm like, oh yes, I get all these arcade games at home. And the Saturn just wasn't a very powerful console. Like, no. it was just a Dreamcast console. I think yeah. it helped. Yeah, it helped the... for me that we didn't have very many arcades really, and by that point, a Same. lot of them were dead. So I didn't really know what I was missing out on when I was playing. <laughs> oh, I did. I really yeah. did. I didn't Thank really you. understand. Do you guys ever oh, rent a console? Man. I remember renting the PlayStation I rent, and the Saturn. And... I rented the Dreamcast. No. Hollywood Video was renting Dreamcast. That was a very big deal. It's very right. exciting. Of course, they didn't give you a VMU, so you couldn't save. So we just save kept anything. Sonic Adventure on for two days, which probably wasn't great, but we did it. <laughs> it's not your dream guest, yeah. Not my dream guest. <laughs> I'm not paying that electric bill. Whatever. <laughs> oh man, Dreamcast was the best. Oh god, yeah. Dreamcast magazine was actually a very good official magazine. That was fun. Mm. It was. That was really good. Uh, only a couple left. Okay. Uh, the Brightest Sun is asking a question on behalf of Bacon Life on the forums. Yeah. This isn't real, but let's pretend it is. Okay. So, Telltale game Telltale announces they are going to make a Friends game in a similar vein of all the other Telltale games. That's actually a really good idea. They announce all the Friends characters are going to be in it, but none of the original cast will be voicing them. Who would you want to voice all of the Friends characters? What Gilbert do you think Godfrey. the game would be about? <laughs> I think I should voice all of them. Yeah, Nolan North. Nolan North should voice <laughs> all of them, a good including Phoebe, yeah. Rachel, Monica, and yeah. Phoebe. Yep. Right. Oh God. I have <laughs> I have not watched much Friends. I'll tell you what. I'm more of I, I'm I'm more of a, a Frasier guy. I'm more uh, of an adventure game that I assume would be like a '90s LucasArts adventure game, point and click adventure game. Like somebody made a mock up of Seinfeld like that that looked amazing. That's what what I Frasier would be even better for that genre, though. You're right. Yeah, Frasier, would be incredible. Frasier yeah. is a point-and-click adventure game protagonist. That is that yes. character. Yes, so does that mean, Mike, does that mean that you don't like Friends? Uh, yeah, I think it does. I don't like Friends. Look how proud Jeff is of him right now. <laughs> just beaming over there. Beaming smile. Yeah, I'll just say yeah, I don't like Friends. They can get whoever the fuck they want to do those voices. The game could be about how they all realize they suck. <laughs> What's your character arc in this one? Oh, I realize I suck. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'll do my so very emotional. Oh man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. But they were in love with each other. <laughs> Nick's gone. He's gone. Mario! He's actually uh, muted himself. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're all right, my mate. Cheeks. Are you okay? <laughs> That's all I'm done. That's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> you okay, Nick? Okay. Kraken uh, fifty six. This is the last like question. Question. Uh, hello, panel. I have two quick questions this week. One: Will we get more than one Xbox game showcase this year? And two: What game from Xbox do you want to see the most? I want to see Fable the most, but I feel like it will be 2023 for gameplay due to the scope and polish uh, Playground aimed to achieve and a 2024 release. Love seeing two of my favorite podcasts collide. Have a good weekend. Mm. Do we think they'll have more than one showcase? Yes. I'd like to believe they will. I'd I like they to believe will. I mean, they will. Of what quality, I don't know. Right. right. I, like, I, think like... I think what they're going to do is they're going to do E3, and that's going to be a lot of Starfield. You know, that E3 time frame again. Um, 
And then I think once we get uh, once we get closer to or right on the other side of Starfield, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like in December. They're like, okay, uh, here's another big Xbox showcase, another basically like uh, almost E3 equivalent. So XO twenty two kind of yes, thing. Yes, then that's the time frame that they would do something like that usually. Anyhow, Hopefully. so yeah, 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 it's a good shout. Um, I, I know they've wanted to do XO uh, a couple times as the pandemic was happening, and they're like, oh well, yeah. we can't do that, but we really wanted to, and that you know. They, they bring a lot of those announcements to the game awards so maybe they maybe that's a reason to continue not doing something like that because mm. the game awards is right there and they really have a good time showing stuff off, excuse me showing stuff off at the game awards but uh i think they could possibly do one of their own things at, at that point yeah. yeah um the game i personally want to see is perfect dark we've said that before it's funny that kraken 56 mentions fable i may have been told some stuff about fable but i i didn't even think to run to ask my source what, if I could mention what they told me about it, but uh, I might need to ask for a future episode. I may have got some info about Fable. Interesting. I, I, Just I ask Phil most... next week. Yeah, never, I'm man. sorry, did I ruin it? Oh my God, never mind. I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just assuming, because, you know. I, I tell you guys, you guys know the time that Jeff just had an Xbox Series S in the background when he got one early <laughs> <laughs> was like, is that a series S back there? And I was like, Jeff, is that? He's like, no. <laughs> I think that's a good enough way for people to find out. That's that's totally oh, fine. I think it's very exciting. Uh okay. There's one last community question. And it's not really a community question. Oh, it sort of is. It's from Brick. How great is the thumbnail picture for this episode? Man, How will you manage good. to sleep after seeing this? Did you guys see the thumbnail? The three men and oh, a yeah. baby thumbnail? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I love oh, it. I keep, I keep looking at it. I'm yeah. just glad <laughs> Jeff's cupping my buttocks so yeah. you know. Now, which one's Ted Danson in that? <laughs> that's me. Uh, yeah, that's on the right there. Yeah. You're Steve Gutenberg. I'll take that. He's, oh, he's got, you have a lot of Gutenberg energy. That's fair. <laughs> Who made Steve Gutenberg a star? <laughs> I'm so, I remember the lyrics to that every time. I know, oh, right? God. It's in my head, that one. There's, there's that Springfield uh, classic Simpsons. music from Springfield album, whatever that was, over and yep. over. So good. Oh, and that, that is it for community questions. Um, yes, I'll tell you one thing uh, on that previous question. Uh, after seeing horizon forbidden west i'm very curious to see fable and see if it can meet a similar graphical right. quality bar because it is playground right so mm. what does a modern fable game look like because it can't be like fable 3 no it, it better not be it better not be but it even can't really be like fable 2 anymore like what is no. that yeah and that's why i think perfect dark is also interesting because that's not gonna be like the other perfect dark games no, no I, I i yeah i think Nick, I think you you mentioned like some of the stuff you might have heard was was around yeah. the movement. Perfect Dark is sounding like good. GoPro kind of like really. Oh, Perfect Dark is sounding very. Are good. you saying it's gonna be like Mirror's Edge? Because mm. there's some like Mirror's that. Edge elements to it. Like I would enjoy that. What was described to me was that a lot of the combat was very John Wick esque. Okay. Um, like super hot ish. Oh, that's an interesting comparison. Yeah, I one. I guess one could argue, but not in slow mo, not in sure, ultra yeah, slow mo or anything like that. Yeah. But, but 
But, but no, I think John Wick there will be a slow mo button. I bet there is a slow mo power in that game. I wouldn't be surprised. Like based on some of the things I was told, I would not be surprised if they kind of required a slow mo button. Yeah. But um, it does sound pretty cool so yeah. far. I'm 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 keen to see it. But mm. um, yeah, so that's all our community questions wrapped up. We're approaching the two hour mark. Um, so before yeah, right we wrap things up. Um, we do have a, a, a special announcement. It definitely oh, hasn't what? been leaked a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> industry leaker, notorious industry leaker, uh, Jeff Grubb. Uh, Fair enough. God damn it. Um, that could be yeah, episode, yeah. <laughs> episode 100 is next week. Um, we've got a lot of cool stuff planned. Nick, in his usual maximum pestering uh, way, somehow has persistently persuaded uh, and we will have a special appearance from the head of Xbox himself, Phil Spencer. Uh, we'll be joining Nick Whoa. and I next week on the show. Not for long, and it will be something. We'll be catching up with him early next week, and then we'll have it recorded for the show. But uh, really, really pleased that uh, he was able to make himself available. Um, mm. And kudos to Nick for being such a persistent asshole and getting mm. him on. So, yeah. Um, really, really cool, and hopefully everybody will be tuning in to uh, to watch and and hear our little chat with Phil. Um, yeah, we're it's excited. Sort of, it's it's not it's not so much an interview or anything like that. He's just taking time out of his very very busy schedule to say hey and congrats on a hundred episodes. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys are definitely going to tell him that they need to make a new Crimson Skies, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and 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 I, I need a new Chrome Hounds funded, and if they've got the Mechasalt <laughs> license, I'll take Mechasalt in yeah. Chrome Hounds form. That's fine. But they own Rock and Roll Racing now, so I wouldn't <sighs> mind getting some Rock and Roll Racing. There was one thing I wanted to bring up on this, which was really funny, which was the day we secured this, a thread went up on the forum saying, hey, for episode 100, mm. you guys should try and get Phil Spencer. <laughs> in the entire idea. time, we're sitting there, and we can't say a word. Yeah. <laughs> We've had a lot of fun was, knowing this good timing. For, for some time. That's what that's um, that's why I posted in that thread saying oh, <laughs> challenge accepted. I'll take I mean, that challenge on. It, it is pretty cool, right? Because and one of one yeah. of the things that's awesome is that you know Nick and I kind of built the podcast and then you know over time we've got the cool team together that we've got um all community funded, all brought to life by the patrons and by the forums. And we said it would be really cool to have Phil on at one point. And I think mm. episode 100, like there's been plenty of Xbox podcasts that have been going for years. We've done it in 100 episodes and we're really super chuffed about that. Um, it's mm. pretty cool. Congrats, guys. Well done, guys. Awesome. Well done. Maybe after 200, you can get Master Chief on. Yeah. Well, hey, he's, no, he's I wanna get, on. I want to get Jim Ryan on. Jim Ryan, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There he is. He decapitated him. He's oh, already here. Right. I, thought that was the, I thought that was the old cat helmet for a bit, but now no, they no, see no. this is, on this your is head. the real. This is the real, <laughs> the real thing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, so this this was bought for me for a stag do um, a long time ago, and wow. uh, my little boy. It was World Book Day on Friday, and uh, we you terrible parents. Oh, we haven't got a costume for you, and I I put the whole because it came with a whole armored suit. It was all elastic, oh, wow. but it was built for me. Uh, and I was like, yeah, this isn't going to work. So I put it on him and I've got him like, pull your leg out and I'm cutting it with scissors and then I'm oh clipping God. it tight <laughs> to his body. And he went to school yesterday with the, uh, uh, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. He went to school with that on. So I was quite, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Not bad at all. 
But there you go. So that's it. Episode 99. It. Thank you ever so much, Mike and Jeff, for spending some Thanks time with us. us. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks for having us. Yeah, the crossover great. was pleasant, and I thoroughly you, enjoyed Jeff. it. Yeah, love you too, Nick. <laughs> all right. Well, I love you, Mike. You're the best. No, you're all Mike. You're the best one. I love nothing! <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Um, and, and I guess... Yeah, Nihilus Toad. <laughs> I love nothing. I love nothing! Oh, wow. Well. There's only one thing left for you me. You sound more like Pinocchio from Shrek, to be clear. <laughs> That's all I got. That's the only voice I got. <laughs> sorry, Mike, sorry. Would, you, would you see out? Would you see us out just this once? Normally, we end on a chow for now, but would you see us out with a little, a little whistle or two, just oh, yeah. you know, just to wrap little, things little, up? A little two three on blind the horn. And you know, for everyone else, we'll see you next week, episode one hundred. And Jesse, I'll leave it to you yeah, when you want to cut Mike's dulcet tunes off we're going for another hour you better be uh, <laughs> take a deep breath mike bye everyone well sharp there Go. Oh, star trek vibes right now <laughs> oh it's all bad <laughs> but it is star trek the card just came out yesterday so we're playing picard's song eh? <laughs> we're gonna keep doing this till you get it right yeah. <laughs> do better we're doing lanking now <laughs> okay, it's high here. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs>